This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. wrestling omakase episode number 64 and today i am joined by an eight-time returning guest re-establishing herself as the most prolific guest in omakase history hello jesse what's up (laughs) i don't have anything cheeky to say usually i'm like i'm like stephanie mcmahon i'm like okada i have nothing this time you broke you broke the tie with Taylor though. So is there anything you want to say to Taylor in this this burgeoning feud here for most appearances? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there you go. the The record has been re reestablished with this episode. Uh, we're here to talk about mostly about DDT, also some Big Japan, but DDT really like you know. Sometimes I come on here. And it's like, we're going to talk about DET because I want to talk about DET, not because anybody else gives a shit. But this week, DET was actually big news on wrestling Twitter for a few reasons. So it's a very appropriate week to talk about DDT. Um, obviously, I think the biggest news for English language listeners is the fact that they're coming over to America in April as part of WrestleMania weekend. That was just announced on what, Tuesday or Monday. Tuesday. Yeah, so it was announced yet yeah, yesterday. It was like an hour after the show. Yeah. So so that was announced. They're gonna be part of the WWN Live. Uh we don't that's all we know so far. We don't know how many shows. I would I would guess one considering they usually run two I evolved. Would say they're going to have their own show. They usually don't they usually have like a super show where yeah, like, everyone comes together. Right. And, uh, I think yeah. DDT would be taking over Kaiju Big Battle. Oh, okay. That'd be awesome. I, w- I mean, that's perfect for them. Why wouldn't they be there? Yeah. Um, but yes, so they're, so that if they do one show on their own, um, I, I would also expect Takashita, like, or Michael Nakazawa had a tweet that was like, uh, Takashita wants to fight everybody, basically, in any promotion. Which people took as like, oh, he's going to show up at WrestleCon, but I bet you, I bet you that means he's going to be on like the one or two Evolve shows, maybe like WXW. You know, I would like expect other... most of the DDT guys to be on multiple shows that weekend. Yeah, so 
Yeah. So if you're, if you're coming to New York, I mean, obviously for me speaking personally, like my, you know, I'm not, I don't, I'm not representative. I'm sure of the typical (laughs) fan, but like my priorities for the weekend, like immediately became WWN the moment they announced this since DDT is my favorite promotion. Um, You know, just, I, I already have tickets to the WrestleCon super show uh, with Taylor, actually, we just mentioned earlier, but I definitely see that foresee myself probably selling those because I assume whatever they're going to run on that Thursday night. I mean, it could be the DDT show or it could just be like an evolved show with, um, with DDT people on it. But yes, WWN now becomes my priority for the weekend. So I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one, but you know, I'm, there's other people I'm sure they're just excited because of the WXW announcement, which is the other big announcement of a promotion. Yeah, I think DET kind of spoiled that. I don't think WXW had announced anything quite yet. And then they put up the image and their logo was on the picture. And someone was like, well, I guess they're going to be there too. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, what do you think of this? Like, I mean, obviously just running shows in America the first time ever is pretty cool, I think. I think it's cool. I think it's something that a lot of the roster had wanted to do. They really wanted to work in America. Uh, some people more than others, which might have led them to kind of jump the gun. <laughs> They'll probably, I, I suspect, who we're talking about will still be there on these shows. But yeah, I would think so. I think it's pretty cool. It'll be really interesting to see who they bring over. Uh, I know a couple of people kind of, well, at least one of them in particular, Mao has already confirmed that he'll be coming over. Yes, his tweet was amazing, where he's like, I learned my English through GTA, which I assume was Grand Theft Auto. Yes. And he said, so my English is fucking baka. <laughs> and then he said in like a reply that it's going to be fucked up wrestling for a fucked up US. And boy, I don't think he actually meant it this way. I think he's just using his regular catchphrase. But boy, is that ever true. <laughs> the fucked up wrestling for a fucked up US, especially this week. So there you go. Mao is coming to... <laughs> to properly, to properly, uh, what's the word? I guess represent <laughs> what's going on in this country. Yeah. Um, but I think it'll be interesting to see who doesn't come though, because I don't think everybody's going to be coming. Right. I yeah, think it it'll be like a small core people. I mean, Gabe, like Gabe tweeted something like, "These are going to be authentic shows." So who the fuck knows what that means? I assume that means like. It's not going to be. I don't. I don't think you have to worry about being like six guys. And then no, like, I was going to say yeah. ten to fifteen guys. Yeah, like I think that, there. like maybe closer to fifteen. I think, but I don't know. And then you could then you could like you know um, use like some of the Americans that DET has used you know to fill it out. But yeah, I would expect like I don't know. It depends on. I don't it, know if they're going to include Tokyo Joshi as part of the DDT thing. I mean, that'd be awesome. They did, you but. could include them under the umbrella, and they yeah. could have a a match or two on the cards as well. Yeah, and they could bring. They could you know, maybe show up on the Shimmer Show too. Yep. So, but yeah, so we'll see what happens. Basically, I, I'd be. I think. I mean, Takashita seems like a lock now. They've already confer- pretty much confirmed him and Mal. I would be pretty surprised if, like, at least Endo and Sasaki from Damnation. Yeah, I would say, like, two or three guys from every faction will be coming. Yeah. The, the, what I'm really curious about is shooting Doji. I don't know if Kudo or Masa or Yukio 
would come over, which I, well, I think Kudo has. That's what I was I was thinking about too. Like I I didn't see him. I, this was a little before my time, but I saw it on DVD. He came over to Jakar a few times, so maybe he would do it again. I know he has a young kid now. His priorities are a little mm. different. Not to say that other people have young kids or not. I mean, they're pretty good about not letting people know what's going on unless you they want you to know. Yeah. But, you know, and Yukio has his brother. His brother's been sick. I'm not really sure if he's willing to come over. And, I mean, I would I would think Masa would come over. I would hope so, anyway. I think he's a guy that people would get a really different impression of if they saw him. Yeah. I mean, I've seen... I've seen pretty much the entire roster live already, so I'm not like there's no one that I'm like, oh, they have this person has to come. Like I was trying to think really hard of who I really, really wanted to come. I would love to see like uh just well, to I see did see Super on Sedango Machine say he's already preparing the PowerPoint. Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> so uh, I would maybe he'll maybe I'll do the Trump gimmick again. <laughs> that would be really funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, I would I would love that, but I, d- I doubt it. But that would be pretty amazing. Um, but yeah, so then there's also I don't know. I mean, he, he, there's a few big questions. First of all, um, is is Champion Carnival that weekend again? Because it was last year. If it's not, then you think that would open it up for Shuji Ishikawa to come? If it is, obviously Shuji ain't coming. So that's one thing. Um, is Ozami Kodaka going to be back in time? Because he's he, we just found out he got hurt on the Basara show and the and the cage match. I think I saw he's going to be out like three to four months. Yeah, like so, I was saying well, with Tokyo Joshi, are we going to see Basara come over with some guys too? Yeah, I mean, is Ken Oka going to come? Could you imagine? I can. I would love it, but just the, no, the <laughs> amount of video they could make with him running around New York would I be know. incredible. I really want Ken Oka. I mean, look, I, I want the the people that are going to make the most unique splash. I'd like to see like a low key guy, like, um, like Keisuke Ishii come over and just like get to have some bangers and really like make an impression on the American scene. But yeah, I mean like, I don't know the, then, then maybe just go for the high profile guys after that. I think that the shows I've already seen some people saying, well, you know, DT is very niche, which it is, you know, I don't, I don't want to argue with that, but I think, I think it's going to draw maybe better than people are thinking because I mean, if you're, first of all, if they're going to be in the boom, that only holds like 450 people. I, I really don't think they'll fail to sell out 450 people. I think anyone worried about that is, is, you know, wrong on that because you have, first of all, you have the, the people like me who are our fans are going to go, you know, and there's plenty of other people that I've already seen say they're going to go. Second of all, you have people who are just going to camp at WWN which are like your Evolve fans slash uh, WWM fans who are going to just go to everything WWM does, which, you know, people do that. They pick one or the other at WrestleMania weekend and just like camp out there and go to all the shows. So those people are going to go. And then you're going to have like the people who just decide to go because it's a Japanese company at WrestleMania weekend. I mean, they stand out, right? I mean, at least I think most everyone's at least have heard of DDT. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to be a hardcore fucking fan like us to see that, to be like, oh, I'm going to be in New York. This promotion I've heard the name of. I've seen maybe some wacky internet gif with Joey Ryan or something, you know, is going to be in, in New York while I'm here. I'm going to go. I actually, I, I think anyone concerned they're not going to sell. I think they're going to sell out pretty quickly. But I could be wrong. 
But that's my opinion. I think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna have any trouble selling like four hundred fifty tickets. I don't know. What do you think? I think it's a good thing that they partnered with someone for the weekend. Yeah, I think that was very smart of them because it's kind of like you can dip your toes in the water and kind of see how it goes. And then if you want to do more from then on, which I don't particularly think they're going to do like DDT USA (laughs) or anything like that. I don't foresee that happening, though. They have the money to do it. I I hope people understand that DDT's owners have like way more money than New Japan's owners. Yeah, I had this discussion in the and the voice roasting slack with somebody, they were like, oh, I don't know how many people DT are going to send. I'm like, I'm not saying they're going to do this, but fucking Cyber Angel could send the entire roster if they wanted to. They could. It has no, they, they could do whatever the fuck they want. I, mean, so I, I think maybe we should, we should explain Cyber Agent for people. Uh, this is the company that runs Amoeba TV. They run Open Rec. If you, uh, it's like the Japan's Twitch. They've run all sorts of video game tournaments on there. Uh, Psy Games, if you're a fan of Grand Blue Fantasy like I am, uh, Nintendo's new game that's coming out in a couple of hours, their new app that's in partnership with Psy Games, it's all the same people. They run the big blogs. I mean, that's like, they are huge. Yeah, Psy Games alone, I mean, that's a pretty big game company now. So they have a lot of, they have a lot of connections there. So I, mean, I don't know. They have their, Grand they Blue have... Fantasy is pretty much the biggest mobile game in Japan. Yeah. So like it's a very similar space to what Bushi Road's in, but you know just a bigger company. But yeah, I mean they could they could do what they want, and they and DDT has you know great reach now in Abima. You know I haven't seen the I've seen numbers like these shows like drawing 100k or streaming and stuff, which is cool. I mean you know I don't know if it's, it's like Samurai even doing that, you know with the with the satellite penetration in Japan. So I think the. You know, I think that the DET has a better reach now than they used to. Um, I mean, you know, the, look, that's the entire reason why DET is talking about doing the Tokyo Dome in 2020, because you have this company that can that can do that. It's like if the show bombs, is is it going to fucking kill? It's not going to kill Cyber Agent. They don't give a shit. So, like, they could eat a bad Tokyo Dome number. So you can do stuff like that. So if they want to send over 50 guys for Mania Weekend, they could do it. I don't think they will. No, they, I don't suspect the whole roster. Yeah, but they can do whatever they want. Up. They can do whatever they want. Is my point. And and if this thing, you know, if I'm totally wrong, this thing draws a hundred fans, then you know maybe they just won't come back. But it's not like this is like some fucking make or break thing for DDT or for Cyber Agents. Like, well, if it does well, it does well. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So I think it's a good thing to kind of te- to test the waters. You have to remember too, like there's a lot of fans who are going. Um, you know, for like I've heard, I, I personally know a lot of fans, and I've seen this on Twitter that are going to this weekend and going to that MSG show with Ring of Honor New Japan. They're not going to WrestleMania, like their draw is that that Ring of Honor New Japan MSG show. So I don't know. I, I really find it hard to believe that like a bunch of people that are going to a co-produced Japanese wrestling show, like you're telling me out of twenty thousand or whatever, not, well not twenty thousand, like sixteen thousand or whatever. That are going to this uh, New Japan co-produced show, they can't find 450 that also want to go to the DET show at Laboom. I'm pretty sure they can. So if I'm going to push back on anybody that says the show's going to bomb, but and even if it does bomb, whatever, yeah, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it's true, too. they just won't come back. Yeah, 
But I hope it does well because Takagi will be like, okay, it didn't work. Cool. <laughs> I, mean, I hope it does well because I want them to come back. But you know, I don't want them to come as often as New Japan's coming because then you end up with cards like we have. I mean, not so much Fighting Spirit Unleashed, which looks a little bit better, but like those the last couple, like that G One <laughs> special in San Francisco show, is not good. Like I said, so, I, I'm not expecting DDT USA or anything like that. Yeah, maybe they come once a year or something. Maybe they, maybe they, maybe the mania thing becomes an annual thing. But maybe the don't they do something around SummerSlam too? The yeah. indie companies they do a little something, not a yeah. whole lot. It they seems like it become like, twice it seems, a year. It seems like it's getting bigger now. Yeah, so maybe maybe they could do that too. But um, but yeah, but it's cool. I think mean, it's really cool they're coming when they're in New York because. I probably would have tried, had, like, if they announced E.T. was going to, yeah, I don't know, like, if, if this year's in New Orleans, I probably would end up traveling to New Orleans. So it was good luck on my part that it's in, happening in New York where I don't have to travel. Because I, I probably would have traveled pretty much anywhere in America to see them. So that worked out, I guess. I don't know, would you have gone to New Orleans to see them if this was New Orleans? No. I <laughs> do? Okay. <laughs> You're not big on traveling to shows. I'm. I don't like going to the grocery store, and people think I'm gonna get my ass up to go to New York. I mean, get out of here. We got like three questions about it. It's like I know, like, oh, if, if Polly's coming, are you going? No, I'll just watch on my computer. I'm cool. So there, there you go, Jesse. Jesse is telling you she's not. Maybe if they hold the show literally in her backyard. She will consider it. And oh, even oh. then, like if I'm sleeping, I'm not getting up for you. No. No. Um, but yeah, so I I would have traveled, so I'm happy they're in New York. Um I, I, the only thing I'm I'm a little worried about is where the fuck this Brooklyn show is gonna be, because they haven't announced that yet. And WWN has some fucking deep ass Brooklyn venues that like are on the goddamn edge of the edge of the ocean. That are really inconvenient for me to get to. La Boom is good. La Boom is like twenty minutes from my house, so that's like perfect. But these fucking deep, whatever the the third night in Brooklyn is, that could be more of a problem. So I guess we'll see. But I hope it doesn't end up being really far out because they have that one. I, I don't know if it's like the church one or something else. I should I should have had the errands on to tell just for like two minutes to tell talk about WWE. <laughs> Lord knows I don't know. Shit about what you're talking about right now. Yeah, I, I mean, you don't you don't watch Evolve either, right? I've never watched a single second of it, so. No, I don't watch Evolve. <laughs> you and I are like the last two people to ask about like American indie wrestling. I think maybe don't. I don't. I don't know fucking shit basically about American. The most I know about Evolve is Derek. Yeah. <laughs> what I know about it. Evolve is whatever the Aaron's tweet. That's it. So. Pretty much. Um. But yeah, so that's the big news, DT in America. And we'll see what the cards are. We'll see who comes over. You know, if you're coming to the we'll show. who the champ is. That'll be interesting. Who's yeah. the champ? That's true, too. It could be Whoever the champ is, is coming over. Yeah, clearly. Uh, okay, we, here's an elephant in the room we haven't touched upon since you mentioned it. Is Don Shukardino coming over? Because I think... I think he has to. I think he has to as well. And I think people are going to be really upset. And I totally, I totally understand. I don't want to act like anybody's uh, opinions on this aren't valid because I totally get it. But I think he has to too. I think that's like really part of the 
authentic DDT experience, but I don't know. Maybe they'll tell them the same. For better or worse. Yeah. Dino's part of the DDT experience. I I think Dino at this point is more than talented enough. The character has evolved enough to where he doesn't need to do some of the stuff that he does. Yeah, like he he doesn't have to do like the butt fucking is what you're basically saying. Like he doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to do a lot of this stuff. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, if people are going to freak out about the. I don't want to get down the throat, I guess. The kissing is okay. Like, if he has to do like one kiss to set up the to set up the finish, I don't think people should freak out. But I understand that you don't want to see him, you know, doing the doing the butt sex. I, I think I, everyone's I think opinions you... all the way across the spectrum on Dino are valid. Yeah. That's how but... I kind of feel about it. If you like him, that's fine. If you don't like him, perfectly understandable as well. I don't judge anyone for yeah. one way or the other. I agree. I agree. I think he's I think he's very essential to DET. I think he's a very big part of DET and you know, I don't I don't mind him coming over. I, if they leave him if they leave him home, I'll understand too. I, I I'll get where they're coming from. But ultimately I think they, they should probably bring him and I think they probably will. Maybe if Dino does come over and he doesn't get their action that they're quite expecting, we might see some changes too. Yeah, that's true. So we'll say. But then um, again, Joey Ryan is having a penis party. That's <laughs> true. So I don't, I mean, you never know with people. Yeah. I was like, when I saw that announced, I was like, wow, there's a show I am not going to enjoy <laughs> Ryan's penis party. Like, wow. That's what, that's what the world needed. A, another spring break, basically. But I don't know. Like at this point, WrestleCon and WWE, WrestleCon and like with WrestleCon and GCW and WWN, it's like there's gonna be some overlap here, you know. And I guess that's like one example. But I guess we'll see what happens. Um, if so, let's say you were going to New York, would you? Is there anything you would want to go to other than obviously DET? Like, is there anything you're like, oh, I have to go to that? I mean. I'd probably go to a WXW show. Another company I haven't seen a single match of. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning towards going to that too, probably. Uh, I would just go check them out, see what it's about. I'd probably go to Kaiju Big Battle, even though it'd be really late at night. I'd yeah. go check that out. And uh, ho- cover your ears. I would go to Mania. Oh. I would go. Because I've see, never I been to WrestleMania. Yeah, I can, I can totally understand if you've never been to Romania. I will say, I've... I would rather, I think I said on Twitter, I'd rather gargle with acid than go. But I've been to like five of them. So I don't really like. But, I mean, NXT, um, I wouldn't really care about. And then the Raw After Mania, I would avoid like the plague. I would be coming home. Yeah, I'd rather like, I don't know why. I can't even think of something else. <laughs> I think it's really, that Raw After Mania is insufferable. So you wouldn't go to the MSG show just for the MSG thing? No, if I want to go to MSG, I'll like go to a hockey game or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm definitely going to MSG. I already have my tickets. Like I said, I'm definitely going to go DET. I I may just like I may end up just camping out at WWN all weekend and just going to all that stuff because I assume the DT guys are going to be all over it. So, um, I mean, I'm I'm probably going to buy like the just the WWN Super Show when it first goes out. And then see what the cards are for the rest. But like, 
I don't know if I think that's what most likely I'm going to end up doing. I don't really see myself going to Jersey City for GCW unless like they brought over some like Big Japan people. But Big Japan should be in the middle of their deathmatch tournament, shouldn't they? Yes. Yeah. So that would be that would make that difficult unless they just like took a break or something. I'm trying to think if it's deathmatch or strong climb. I think it's deathmatch next year. It is deathmatch. I'm I'm like almost 100 percent sure actually because this year was strong climb that where Hideki won. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also won the title. So, yeah. Um, that was funny. <laughs> that was really funny. But, yeah, so, so the so the Deathmatch one is next year, and that would seem to preclude, like, any of the Big Japan guys coming over. Because I, I might go for the Big well, Japan guys. Well, if they're doing the Deathmatch stuff, then I can definitely see Sakamoto coming back over. Oh, yeah, that's possible. But why would he go to... Okay, in the past, though, he's worked with Gabe, though. So I don't know. Like it doesn't. It seems weird to me that he would go to GCW. Like he's not gonna do death matches. Well, I mean, so Okami are working the WXW Tag League. Hmm. So I'm not. I wouldn't think it would be too out of the question if maybe they would bring Sakamoto over. Yeah. So the third part. Of, I mean, they could come over for WWN, yeah, and be there with WXW and all that. But yeah, we don't really know what's going to be involved the GCW Summit thing yet, except like all they announced was some Midwest indie, and then people are just assuming we're going to get like a a standard GCW show. So a... with GCW doing their thing, are we going to see Kasai come over? Yeah, that's a good question, right? Maybe uh-huh. because I mean he's like haphazardly kind of DDT right now. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. I guess we'll wait and see. My point is though, more just like it's gonna have to be something really good to get me to go to Jersey City. Because I don't really want to go that I hate the path train, which is how you go over there from Manhattan, and it's just a pain in the butt. So I don't I probably won't do it unless they have something really big. And then WrestleCon, I, I like I said, I, I bought tickets to the WrestleCon Super Show, but like I don't really I don't know if there's anything over there they're gonna have that's gonna make me wanna like lead the DET people. So, you know, like maybe I heard people like maybe they bring over Red Pro or the Crash again. I wouldn't mind seeing either one, but like I'm definitely not going to prioritize either above the DET people. So, so congrats to Gabe Zapolsky. He he won my WrestleMania weekend loyalty with one move. Way to go, buddy. <laughs> We're dragging eight, huh? <laughs> I know it's true. It's like Gabe just kicking the curb even, even harder now, but. You think Seam is going to be at WrestleMania that's, weekend? That's a, that's a big question. Like we, that, that's why I tweeted after this announcement was there. The, to me, there's two different groups that could be there. Oh, I, I guess Shingo's a person, not a group. <laughs> I you would think with Shingo Takagi saying he's taking a lot of American bookings, you know, or not just American, but he said like he's getting a lot of overseas like booking requests. He said something like two per day. That pretty much everybody is going to want him for their thing at um at WrestleMania weekend. So Shingo's a possibility for any of this stuff. And then yeah, you would think the Stronghearts people, like, why would they not? You would think they would want to come over for something. I mean they could still be in DDT at the time. I I don't know if I they will be. Um it, they could be, but I it, it could it could be end it could end before that. Who who knows? But either way, they could come over, they could be at WrestleCon, they could be WWN, they could be fucking GCW for all I know. But well, there you go. You know the big loser of WrestleMania weekend announcement so far is is definitely progress. 
because they're they're no longer in the WWN thing. So fucked up much, wrestling for a fucked up UK. <laughs> that pretty much confirms they're going to be like exclusively um, like doing six minute matches at fucking Axis for the the replica belt geek crowd. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't. I think I think I'd rather have a real show than to do that, but. I guess that's what progress we'll be doing during Mania weekend. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've been to many manias. I've never been to Access. You would, again, you would have to pay me a lot of money. I wouldn't <laughs> to go. go to Access either. Yeah, so. to go to Access, so it's not happening. But um, like the only thing WWE that I would consider going to is Takeover, and even then, like I don't even like NXT that much, but I would sort of consider going to it. But, like, obviously being up against the MSG show this year just meant that that's not happening. Do you don't uh, want to see Shingo debut for NXT? <laughs> uh, I guess they are. Or I could see the Elite at NXT, maybe. <laughs> that, I mean, I would laugh so hard. I mean, at this point, I would be like, would I be upset? I would not be upset. That's all I'm going to say. I'm just going to say people shouldn't be shocked if it happens. Yeah. Don't be I, shocked. It's wrestling. Yeah. Don't be shocked about anything. I mean, at this point, I don't want to say I'm rooting for it as a as a New Japan viewer, but I sure will not be upset <laughs> if Kenny is off my television. But I do look forward to the to the, some of the same people who like hate him now, like t- calling him like the best in the world overnight. Like what happened with AJ? That'd be funny. But it happens with everyone. <laughs> Um, all right, so that's the big DC in American news, and we did a little. We end up talking a lot about WrestleMania weekend there too, but the other big DDT news, the same like what that was like what six hours before this was Irie leaving. Uh, he's going to go freelance after Rio Goku. You would kind of tease this on Twitter. I feel like. I mean, like, if you looked at it, so first thing that caught my attention before anything really got started was they did the Harashima match really early in that title reign. And that was like the marquee matchup because he never really beaten them in a singles match and all that stuff. And so, okay, they did the match and he won. And you're kind of like, okay, well, what is he going to do at Peter Pan? That's kind of why I thought maybe someone would win the king of DDT. And then you had, they announced the candidates for the general election. He wasn't on the list. Watase was, but he wasn't. And Renegades wasn't part of the unit election either. So that, I think, was another really big flashing thing where he's not going to be around. I didn't know that if he would be leaving or going freelance or whatever. And then he had his backstage post-match comment after one of the shows where he said, uh, I'm pretty much about to peace out here. So I think if people had been kind of paying attention, connecting the little dots and everything, they would have figured out that something was up. Yeah. So, basically, you know, you you had definitely brought this up to me. I don't know if you tweeted it, but, like, you had basically said that, like, he might be gone after your Goku, and that ended up being exactly right. Uh, His last match as a DT roster member will be at Ryo Goku, and you know, after that, he's going freelance. He wants to wrestle more in America which always seems to be a big goal of his. And that's why he's going freelance. So 
Um, first of all, you have to note the timing of this. Like this broke right before <laughs> the GDT to American news broke, which made for a lot of jokes. But like you were saying before, I think he'll probably still be on those American shows. Yeah, he's he's not leaving with ill intentions or anything like that. Sagi said he was actually worried about him. He's like, are you going to have money, enough money to eat and all kinds of stuff like that? So uh, it's not any ill will on either side here. But uh, I, I'm i not shocked that he's leaving in terms of just when he came back, it kind of felt like he got lost in everything. And even as a champ, he really didn't feel important, in my opinion. Yeah. Which is funny. So I'll get into that a little bit in terms of what the main event is for Peter Pan. Because I think Sasaki has a very good point that he's trying to make. And I just, I mean, it's kind of sad to say I don't think DDT loses anything by him leaving. Because I don't think they really gained much by this title reign that he just had. Yeah. And, you know, obviously he was missing for a while before that. And the it's not like the promotion was like in dire straits or anything. I mean, DDT just has such a, a gigantic roster that like, you know, a guy leaving, even a guy who had been a top guy is not really going to like cause a major hole or anything. Um, I just think, you know, first of all, the title ring going the way it did, you know, that makes me think, I don't know if he already had been thinking about leaving before that. He probably had I definitely been. think he had been thinking yeah. about leaving. But that probably like made it, made it, if there's still doubt in his mind about whether or not he wanted to do it, that probably made it a lot easier. Because it's like, okay, this title ring just did not work. The fans did not respond to it. The, you know, the, the, the title matches had like an almost shocking lack lack of heat. I mean, you can say you want about Takashita and he didn't always have the greatest crowd connection as a top baby face or anything, but the crowd made noise during his title matches. Um, often it was like cheering on the, his opponent sometimes, but, but like, I wouldn't say that the crowd wasn't like, didn't make noise for the title matches. For Irie, there it's were some Corkins where it felt really dead to me, but I don't know. It's just, they, they really wanted Irie to win. And, mm. and you know, one of Takagi's comments that he said was, uh, you can take what happened during that title reign any way you want it to. And I'm like, that's not really something you should be saying, considering I think he was kind of supposed to be a heel, and it didn't work. Mm. I was like, oof. I'm like, my man, Takagi, I think that's kind of an admission of what we just did over this summer really didn't work out. That's but yeah, um, I don't know. I just think it's. I, I agree that it just the title. It's kind of sad on one hand, you know. Irie had been a pretty big part of DDT for a while, and he's leaving, and it's kind of like, okay. <laughs> I mean, like maybe it helps too that it's like, like you said, it's very, um, you know, it's very like non acrimonious. So just because he's, I mean, he's going freelance, but like the door is probably still open for him to make returns. And Takagi already said he can work DT anytime he wants. So. Yeah. So he'll be back. I don't think this is like a, he'll never be back kind of situation, but you know, well, I guess we'll see what happens, but you know, as of now, his, his last match as a roster member is on the October 21st, Peter Pan and Rio Goku show, which we'll get into when we preview that show, but it does strike me as a, a fitting last match for him. So, It'll be interesting. 
Uh, I gotta say too, uh, I've never really been a big fan of his, so maybe that's <laughs> kind of why I'm like, okay, cool, later. He's just never been one of my favorites. I I I kind of felt like I had to hold back when people talked about him. Yeah, like, he's, oh. never, he's never been a a favorite of mine either. I, I like him. I not like I disliked him, but I was not like it was not really what like a guy I went crazy for or anything. So. Yeah, like a lot of people went crazy for him. They're like, well, why didn't he have the title? Well, I think maybe you saw why he didn't have the title. <laughs> maybe you kind of got a taste of that. But, you know, he was just never really one of my favorite people in the company. And I I, I think he kind of stood out in DDT just because he was the kind of bigger guy that could wrestle Yeah, in a company full of short people. I think that'll be something that people will look forward to during many a weekend. Uh, DT's a pretty short roster. They're not very big guys. Yeah. Uh, but he kind of like took away everything that had made him unique too. Yeah, he wasn't fun anymore. It's the biggest thing. He was just a He, he was, was just, just another like, guy. Yeah, just this grumpy guy that like you know, he didn't stand out. Him and Renegades did not stand out as heels. Like it, it was it's really hard to be like a, I will say this though, it's near impossible to stand out as a heel in DDT when you have quite possibly the best heel in wrestling with the best heel stable in wrestling. Yes, that's what that was about the point I was about to make too. I mean it's, it's really hard to be the other heel faction in a promotion that has damnation. I mean, that's like really difficult. Um I think they could have done it in a different way, maybe, and tried to do it in a way that like I, I, I thought the biggest mistake was he beat Takashita too soon. Yeah. And maybe he shouldn't have beat him at all. Maybe they could have tried to be like the unpopular heel faction, you know, because Damnation has has its very loyal stable of fans. But I don't know. I mean, they, they succeeded in that to a degree. And I don't think Rene- there, there weren't a lot of Renegade fans. But... I think they need to do a better job, like getting booed. Yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting that Renegades never got like any merchandise either. Yeah, like Damnation had a T-shirt out like not too long after they had announced the name of the group and everything. And Renegades, it took them forever to say a name, and then they didn't really get any merchandise or anything. I think that was another kind of tell that I was like, I don't think Area is going to be sticking around too much. I don't even know what their logo looks like off the top of my head. So they don't have a logo. That's just it. They don't have anything. I feel kind of bad for Itase, though. You broke up for a second, though. You said they don't have a logo? Yeah, they don't have a logo. Okay, well, that would explain why I don't know what it looks like. And I said I felt bad for Itase. Yeah. I feel bad well, for Itase. Well, Itase started square one now, clearly. Which is fine, because I, I'm so sick of seeing him in that fucking suit. Let's say he's going to get rid of the suit. <laughs> like, come on, buddy. It looks so no, stupid. He, he should come over with the suit so that and come over for Mania Weekend so that way you can ask him personally. We can get down to it. <laughs> Why do you wear the suit? Yeah. Yeah. What's the suit? Um, but yeah, so so that's the area news. I'm sure I, I don't want to sound like you know, we, we we're two people that aren't huge fans of his, so there are plenty of his fans that I'm sure are very sad, so don't want to sound disrespectful to them or anything, but I mean, look, if you like in if you like U.S. indie wrestling, you'll probably see Uria all the time. Um, in Ohio. In Ohio and all sorts of places, I'm sure. If you don't like U.S. indie wrestling, then I guess you're going to be seeing him less often. Woo-hoo. But 
<laughs> wow. But I assume we'll still see him in DET. Um, but yeah, that was the other big news item of the week. And it's like it's been a pretty eventful week for DDT. So let's get into the Korokin show, which was Road to Ryu Goku, September 23rd. Um, this did a pretty decent number, too, uh, almost 1300, which is higher than they've been doing. Uh, I think the last Korokin was like, you know, barely a thousand. Um, what did you think of the show? I thought that was one of the best ones of the year. Yeah, I was going to say this is one of the best shows they had this year. Yeah, it's a really good show. Um, did you did you see the under matches? Because I did not see them, and they weren't on Samurai. I don't even know what they were. One of them was that the booing new member audition. Yes, I watched. I did. I watched them. So, wait you you did you didn't see who's the GM for this show? Did you? No, who was it? Oh my gosh, it's Dino's favorite wrestler. <laughs> Men's Tio? Oh that, yeah, Men's Tao. <laughs> that's it, Tao. Yeah, he's the GM for the All Doing Show. <laughs> that that was crazy when he came out. I was like, "What is he doing here?" My favorite one for the list of participants is Fifth Tiger Mask (parentheses self-named). <laughs> yeah, and the thing was, and the thing I told was, don't tell Sayama. Yeah, don't tell him. <laughs> don't tell him. Everybody passed the audition, by the way. All like fifteen people, and they're gonna have yeah. their own show. Everybody, they're all coming together. They're all gonna be on a show that DDT is gonna be producing. That'll be really cool. That'll be after Peter Pan. So that's boo- booing. Booing got a lot of new members. Apparently, <laughs> um, but yeah, the other one was. And I not- don't know a single person that was in that match. Uh, well, Landry Muda Muda was in it. That's somebody. Who is that mysterious man? Yeah, I know it's a very mysterious man. Um, but yes, so we also had uh, Makoto Oishi and Antonio Honda beating Saki Akai and Uni. Did not see that either. I don't know if you saw that. It was your typical Uni match. Yeah, Uni got pinned by a sunset flip in six seventeen. But the main card began with. I guess now one of the last Renegades matches, uh, Jason the Gift Kincaid and Mizuki Watase defeating Keisuke Ishii and Yuki Ino. Uh, Watase pinned Ino with the backdrop in 522. Uh, I thought this was very much just a match. Um, you know, it, Watase's backdrop looked nice. That's about the only real major note I made of it. It was fine. I hope. This doesn't mean the end of Kincaid and DDT. I thought I, I'm, I thought I was the only one who had this take. No, like, I think he's really presented himself really well. And that uh, like Davidson guy that was on the yeah. camp wrestling show, I thought he was really good in DDT. Like one of yeah. the better foreigners that they've brought over. He really connected with the crowd. He was a, he was a big guy, right? Yeah, a big guy with the beard. Yeah, he was good. So yeah. bring him back. I thought he was really good too. But yeah, Jason the Gift Kincaid, look, he's he stands out. <laughs> Whatever else you want to say about him. He has a unique look. I don't know if it's good, but it's unique. And he does all these like weird like uh like gymnastics roles and shit. I like my wrestlers to be quirky, okay? I like to watch weird quirky wrestlers do weird quirky things. So I have no problem with Jason the Gift Kincaid. And his name is awesome. It's just fun to say. 
So there you go. This is now a pro Jason Kincaid podcast, I guess. He's inoffensive in DDT in comparison to some of the other foreigners they've brought over. Yeah, like fucking Sammy Guevara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes, then match number two was a six-man tag um, with Kudo, Yukio Sakaguchi, and Masahiro Takanashi defeating Ta- Tano, Tano Musaku Toba. Keisuke Okuda and Yumihito Imanari. Takanashi pinned Toba with a cradle in 603. Uh, we didn't mention before the show they announced Okuda is officially like a full-time DT roster member, which is pretty cool. Woohoo! Yeah, he's, a, he's again, one of the more unique guys. He had been in Naomi Kingdom uh, with Yoshimura and DNA, but nobody really knew if he was going to stick around when, with DNA going basically on, hi- on like long-term hiatus. And you know, I'm happy he's sticking around. Like, we need more people like him in wrestling. So, uh, I know you were very happy about it, too, obviously. Very, very, very happy. <laughs> Static. Um, but, yeah, this match is awesome. I thought it was really... Cool. It only went, like, six minutes, but, like, there was, like, an Okuda and Sakaguchi exchange that was that Okuda ended up winning where they just beat the shit out of each other. Uh, that was really, really cool. And yeah, I just thought this is a really one of the better ways you can use six minutes. I thought it was an awesome, awesome match. I'm really excited to see what Akuda does. Uh, he can definitely bring in a little bit different audience to DDT. He's a legit MMA guy. He still does MMA. Uh, he wants to fight Takanori Gomi for Ryzen during New Year's Eve. So uh, good luck to him with that, I guess. <laughs> but. Uh, I think a lot of people were really shocked that he signed with DDT, actually. I kind of saw that take. They're like, really? But I was really happy about it. And uh, look, he's really good friends with Shinya Aoki. Yeah. And look, DDT, uh, we, we talked about this before. They got that cyber agent money. They can, they're going to be able to sign some people. that. You know, and I told this to some other people, too. I'm like, I don't know any other promotion that would like be like, okay, you can go get absolutely clobbered by Gomi. <laughs> Fine with us. Yeah. You know, I mean, what other promotion out there is going to be okay with that? Yeah. I just mean, like, people in general, they should... I don't, Like, at this point, don't be surprised when DG signs somebody. It's like, they, they they have the money to sign over the fuck they want. So, you know, I'm not really that surprised. I mean, what is he going to do? Wait around for IGF to come back full-time? You well, know, just, IGF technically doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think it's... I think it was a, a smart move on his part. And obviously, I'm very happy that DDT. I also him. hope this means that Kara Joe signs with DDT too. He was yeah, part of Naomi Kingdom as well. I thought he was really impressive in DNA when it was still around. Yeah, I hope, I like I hope he signs too. Uh, match number three: Ethan Page defeating Katsusada Higuchi with an Avalanche Power Slam in 7:48. Um, I thought this was like very plotting early on, like just very slow. But like around the time they just started like beating each other senseless, it picked up which is, you know, not the first time in a Higuchi match that's happened. And, you know, I was, I was a little surprised because Ethan Page is not really like a guy you think of as like, you know, I'm going to go out there and just beat my beat the other guy. But Higuchi got him to do it. So <laughs> that was fun. I don't understand uh, Ethan Page in DDT. Someone has to explain it to me. Why is he having just like straight matches? He, he's just a big gaijin. Like, that's it. 
That's his whole gimmick. Okay, and right. I know Ethan Page, famous vanity searcher, he'll probably get a hold of this podcast somehow. I'm not <laughs> saying you suck or anything. I actually really like you. It's just you're you're incredibly charismatic. And I just don't understand why DDT are using you in the fashion that they are. Because I he, think he's he just doing in, uh, other stuff besides what he is. Yeah, he's just a, he's so much bigger than all the DDT roster that maybe they just feel like this is the best way to use him as this big American who just like no sell stuff and beats people up. I was going to say, he's but... not American, but technically Canadian. Oh, yeah, Canadian. Canada <laughs> is Puerto North America, so he is American. Yeah, sure. I'm sorry I forgot your. I, I shouldn't have called him an American. It's, very, it's a big insult right now to call anybody American. Um, but yes, Ethan, Ethan Page got the win here. He's been tweeting a lot about his undefeated streak, apparently. He's undefeated on this tour. But it, it had a good last couple minutes. It was good at the end, but and it's a short match, so it's not like it was off or anything. But it's early just, on, it was pretty. I cool. think most people know him for his mouth. Yeah, and that's maybe not he what just he... can't. Yeah, maybe he just can't do it because he's you know doesn't speak Japanese. So I don't know. Well, they can but, get around that. I mean, look true. at Speedball. Speedball got around it. It's true. Um. All right. So match number four is the Road to Your Goku ten man elimination tag match. This basically had like. Um, you know, similar to like the New Japan elimination tag rules where you can eliminate somebody by throwing them over the top rope. But also had they said Lucha tag rules, but I'm like, I don't know why you bothered saying that because it's not like anyone tagged in and out after a certain point. Like I think like two minutes. How many people match. in my streets even think know what Lucha tag <laughs> I think maybe one. Like they said what that though. That was Lucha Tag rules. I was like, wh- I don't even know why they bothered. Probably Harada knows what that is. Yeah. Sasaki knows what it is, definitely. He knows. Yeah. The rest? Yeah. Um, so it was Damnation, Daisuke Sasaki, Soma Takao, Tetsuya Endo, Mad Polly, and Nobuhiro Shimatani beating uh, Disaster Box, Harashima, um, Toriwashi, Kazuki. Oh, knows what Lucha rules are. Yeah, I'm sure. Yuki Ureno and Super Sasadango Machine. Now, this is a really funny moment to start the match where Super Sasadango says, Let me explain why I'm in this match. I've kept it a secret all this time, but I'm actually Muscle Sakai. And the entire crowd, like, went like, ah! Like, they all cast. <laughs> Which, if you don't get the joke, people, he fucking pulls his mask off in almost every single match he's ever wrestled in. So that's the joke. And then he's like, if you remember, I was actually always a member of Disaster Box. Now I will put my mask back on. Don't tell anyone you saw who I am. I didn't uh, see yeah. anything. <laughs> the crowd's like sarcastic, like, eh? Until <laughs> that revelation <laughs> was so fucking funny. That was one of the funniest parts of the show. Um, I, I did note when, during this match, like, has anybody ever gotten cooler overnight than somewhere to Cow when he joined Damnation? I can't think of anybody. He got hotter. He got much hotter, too. That's true. But I, just I was always general... really curious, like, why people are like, oh, so much, like, super popular with the female fans in the ET. And I'm like, I only saw it, like, maybe once or twice a year. But now, I definitely see it. I'm like, yeah. wow, they were right. Oh. <laughs> he had he had hottie potential. Yeah, just had to reach it. But you he doesn't know. have that flame and hot Cheeto hair anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so there was uh the first guy to go out or Harashima and Torawashi both went out by double ring out 358 into the match. And at this point, Super Sasadango was like, I know I don't have a chance. Um, please don't make it hurt. Now, if you don't mind, I will jump over the top rope myself. He, like, goes to jump, but he hesitates. 
Then he's like, it's too high. I can't do it myself. Push me over, if you will. But that's ended up being a trick because he got Mad Polly and Nobuhiro Shimatani out too with Triple Ring out in, in the process. So after, I just saw a watch come over and be like, good job. <laughs> which is really funny. Um, and then Hirata eliminated Soma Takao by Ring out. Endo eliminated Yuki Reno with the Swivel Torture Rack Bomb. Hirata eliminated Endo with the Miracle One Shot Cradle. That was a it's a little bit like a like a callback to their little mini feud during King of DDT, and Daisuke Sasaki eliminated Hirata with the cross face lock. Hirata, his entire sequence at the end here was fucking awesome. He was like doing like a, this mini Shawn Michaels routine or something, like Shawn in the in the end of a Survivor Series match, and just like this. getting the shit beat out of him like two on one, and it was awesome. I think but. he should have won King of DDT. <laughs> Honestly. Like, I, there's so much potential with this guy winning the belt. Yeah. And I don't mean, like, anybody. I'll mean the belt. I think that's, I think they should go that direction. But he's very popular, and he continues to show that he's better in ring than people think he is. So this was another example. He was awesome here. Um, I, I know you tweeted during this that Suzuki versus Hirata should be the Peter Pan main. It should have been. <laughs> it would have been awesome. I definitely um, think if Sasaki wins, they have to do that match. Yeah, I agree. I want to see it. Um, after that, we have the KOD tag team title match with Mike Bailey and Mao defeating Brahmin Shu and Brahmin K. And Mao half and the Mao. audience. Half the audience left, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and Mao pinned K with the Cannonball 450 in exactly nine minutes, which is V1 for the Moonlight Express. This is awesome because, like, it was your standard Brahmin match, but it was for the tag titles. So, like, all these wacky, like, double cradles and crazy pins, like, they actually had a ton of, like, weight behind them and, like, importance. So it was like a normal Brahma match, except the falls actually mattered. And I've seen, I've seen them pin plenty of people with those double cradles. So, when like, on those near falls, I was biting on them. So that's why I, I thought this match was awesome. But I loved it, too. Yeah, it was really cool. There's a, a moment before the match here where Mike Bailey, uh, he was trying really hard to pop this blue balloon with his mouth. Yes. And he wasn't able to do it for the longest time. And he looked so annoyed and then finally finally got it. But... Mal got hurt in this match too. Oh yeah, the double the double dive. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but he, he, said, made... he won't be out too long. It's yeah. okay. I mean I noticed that I tweeted about that immediately where it's like, I hope he didn't fuck up his knee. It looked really bad, but it turns out he did. But it was his ankle, oh, I think. Oh his ankle, okay. But it shouldn't be a long term absence. Um but yeah, this is this is really good, and this is a point where I was like, this show is already like owned, and we still have a double main event here. So, um, the next match is the special six man tag team match. This team got quite the stir. Um, Jun Kasai, Sabu, Witch Super Genie, and Kikitaro, who were defeated. They are, unfortunately were defeated by the all out team of Takashita Akito and Shuma Katsumata. But this was... this was Look, Sabu did a lot in this match. Like, if people thought he was just showing up for the paycheck... Like, he went through his entire fucking... I thought fucking... he was gonna kill Akito and with this one chair shot. He just, like, legit darted the chair at Akito. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I was worried for a second. I, I like Tikitaru at the start, by the way. Like, he was like, stop the music. 
But he's like, oh, it already stopped. <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, Sabu the hardcore legend got on a magic carpet and made in Tokyo. And we have another legend, Jun Kasai. And then he's like, finally you have me fresh off of ear surgery. And he's like, please don't touch my ear. So there you go. But yeah, I mean, Ta- Takashi did end up pinning Kikatar the German suplex in 1233. But like Sabu did, like he did so much shit. I mean, he went through all of his greatest hits. And like the announcer yells like, this is hardcore in English. Yeah. And the fans chant EC dub. Like I was like, this is awesome. So I got everything I want out of this one. Like I, I, I think I treated him like this so match kind of encapsulates that sometimes you don't really need to have like a great wrestling match per <laughs> yeah. se. Sometimes yeah. it's about the spectacle, and I think this match was a spectacle. And I like to see Takashita do more stuff like this. Yeah, and Takashita was cool here too. So that was, that was really fun. He and loves I- doing stuff like this. I think he had put on his Twitter account that he remembered buying an ECW DVD in Japan, so he was a really big fan of Sabu's, and so he's really excited about the match. All this stuff where he's basically like leaning into his wrestling otaku-ness makes him like a lot more likable than just like generic bodybuilder champion. So Yeah, I think I, I think the thing with Takashita is I want to get to like know him. I don't really know him. Yeah. And so I like seeing him get excited about the Sabu match. Uh I guess we'll talk about strong carts now because they showed up after the match. Wait, before we do that, I want to say okay. for the record, Sabu Sabu just for going and putting that much effort in when you did not have to, I'm going to officially uncancel. Canceled? Yeah, he's, he's uncancelled. He's uncancelled, so congratulations, Sabu. <laughs> um, he's super Genie uncancelled. <laughs> super Genie is also uncancelled, sure. Um, I just, you can't have the, one without the other these days. The end of the match, by the way, with Kikitaro, he basically like went through this thing where he's like, thank you for coming today, and they need Takashita. He's like, thank you for watching DG Universe and need Takashita. He's like, this will be the end of the match. See you again. Brain bus. And then he gets suplexed by Takashita. And then Takashita does the same thing. Yeah. He's like, thank you, Sabu. Thank you, Kazan. Thank you, Kikasawa-san, who I've been watching since my days in Osaka. And Kikitaro's like, hey, don't mention my real name. (laughs) And then he's like, this will be the end of the match. See you again, German suplex. And it was getting the match. So, um, but yeah, this was, this was like peak DDT. This was awesome. Uh, and then, and then, like you said, fucking strong hearts came out at the end of this. Um, which I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Neither, neither was I. The crowd went fucking crazy and Twitter went crazy. Cause this is again, DDT. Another thing I love about them is this is one of the few shows I can actually still watch live. Is these uh, noon Japan time Corkins? So, like, I'm just watch- looking at my Twitter timeline, and people are just like going fucking nuts. And you know, everybody like here, Shima and T Hawk and Linda Man and uh, the Chinese wrestler that I don't know the name of. They just all walked out, and you know, instantly were like, "Yep, we're here." <laughs> and it was just such a cool moment. But yeah, so we basically we confer. We got two matches out of this. We got. Shima for for Peter Pan. I mean, we got Shima versus Takashita in a singles match, which that to me has like fucking, I don't know. Like if Shima is really on does top that of the game, become a de facto number one contender title match? It probably does outside yeah. of the general election winner. Yeah, it probably does. But that has like match of the year potential if it's if Shima is really on top of his game. So, uh, have you watched the match from the show Tuesday? I have not seen the Tuesday match yet, unfortunately. Let me no. tell you. I don't think you have anything to worry about. Shima looked good. 
Holy crap, that match right. was incredible. All right, well, I can't wait to watch. I'm gonna I'm just gonna That's watch like, it like it might be my favorite match in DDT this year. It wow. was so good. All right, I'm gonna That's, watch that like right after we get off the air. <laughs> we don't really get to see the DDT guys work at the speed that the strong hearts guys can go at. And so to see those guys like flying around and being able to keep up with them, it was so cool. Akimo was great in that match. And so Denver was amazing. I cannot recommend people watch that match enough. It was so, 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 so good. So that's from that's from Manji Manji Tuesday, which unfortunately I didn't get the chance to watch yet, but that's this past Tuesday, if you're if you want to check that out. So they did an eight-man tag. But yeah, so Ryo Goku, Shima versus Takashita one-on-one. And then the other three, basically the other three from each side are going to face each other. Um, we just got the exact names. It is... T-Hawk, Lindemann, <laughs> and yeah. the guy from T-Hawk, OWE. Yeah, T-Hawk, Lindemann, and Tian Yunnan. I'm probably not pronouncing that correctly. I don't know if he's been on any of the OWE shows. Yeah, but those, they're facing Akito, Shumakatsumata, and Yuki Ino. So there you go. And Akito um, and T-Hawk are the two that are directly opposed from each other. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the ta- Takashita Shima is like the semi-main of Yagoku. So that should be a really big match. But yeah, so that's, you know, obviously Stronghearts walking out here. They've been in Wrestle 1. But I just, I don't know. I, I In hindsight, it looks, it feels like one of these things that like just makes total fucking sense. So why not? But I didn't see it coming. I was like, oh I my didn't god, coming either. Yeah, like, they were so busy with the, you know, with the um, the the Russell One stuff and whatever else they've been doing, that I just I just didn't. They were not on my radar for sure. That's, they have to stick around long enough to feed with Damnation. Yeah, that, especially we need Linda versus Little Nobu. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the only one saying that. Even Japanese fans are saying this. I mean, Other well, people are saying this. We have to have that match. If Sasaki, Sasaki and Shima both win at Ryogoku. I mean, that is a natural match to build up to. And that would be incredible. The whole so. thing is just a natural thing to build up to. Yeah. I, I want to see it. I hope Strongheart sticks around for a little bit, at least until Judgment. I, I mean, it makes, stick around. it makes so much sense from both sides because from the Strongheart side, I mean, DDT in a lot of ways is like the inheritor of the spot that Dragon Gate was in a few years ago. I mean, that, that they are the closest Japan probably has to like a number two. So, you know, if they if, even if they don't draw quite as well outside of Tokyo. They clearly have more reach than almost anybody else right now with the Abima stuff. So I think it's just a, it's just such a natural fit. Like, why not go and be a part of that if you can, if you're the Stronghearts side? And if you're the DET side, it's like, well, we could bring in this fucking group, including a legend and then some great young wrestlers. Like, why not? So I, I think it just made, it makes to- so much sense in hindsight that we probably all should have seen it coming, but I just didn't see it coming at all. So, like I alluded to during the match on Tuesday, they just work a different style than what we see in DDT. Yeah. So, it really freshens things up. So, that's a big deal. That's another very big story. And an- another huge part of the, the week DDT had, as far as like being on people's radars, I don't think DDT is, might not normally be on the radar. So, um, but after that, we had the KOD open weight title match, the three-way survival match, um, which was Don Shukudino defeating the champion Mako Satomura and Shigehiro Irie in 2001. Uh, Dino got eliminated. Dino eliminated Irie with the Gado clutch in 1609, and then he eliminated Mako Satomura with the Don Shuku driver in 2001. Uh, this 
this started out a little bit awkward as many three-way matches um you know are like I, i'm just not a big fan of three-way matches so early on i wasn't really that into it but there was a point where uh when Erie got like tossed away and it was just dino and mako for a while that it got significantly better for me in my opinion and like after that point it got a lot better to the point where by the end of it i really gave i gave it four stars like i thought that was pretty awesome but you know i had to deduct it a little bit just for the opening like five to six minutes maybe maybe a little longer yeah, i was really worried when the match first started i was like yeah mm, i don't know about this yeah but it really picked up after that um there's a moment too at the <laughs> where like they were all climbing on the top on the top rope and like Jason the gift King Cade was like frantically waving his arms on the floor in a way that looked like he was trying to get a plane to land. It was just very wacky looking. Um, but and there was also like a there was a combo pile driver, like Death Valley driver thing that they tried that probably looked better in their heads than it did in practice, I will say. But um after that, though, like, you know, it really picked up. Um, the crowd went really nuts for her being able to hit the Death Valley driver on Erie. So yeah, that, that was cool. Yeah. Uh, the double cannonball looked really cool, too. I was going to say that looked cool, too. Yep, this is where I, like, really turned a corner on it. And, yeah, yeah, so that whole sequence right there, right before Erie got eliminated. Yeah. Really cool. But, yeah, four stars. Very good match. Um, are you surprised that Dino won? No. And also, are you surprised that we didn't get any gauntlet action? Yes. Okay. Because it's DDT, and I always <laughs> expect them to do some buffoonery with something. Yeah. So there's a missing gauntlet that will never be cashed in. Apparently. Apparently, yeah, it's just for everyone on Twitter saying there's a gauntlet floating around and somebody can still use it. No, they can't. Yeah. The time to use the gauntlet is done. It's over with. Can't use it. So even if uh, Rhea Ripley or whatever the fuck has it, <laughs> I don't know who the fuck it is. Whatever WWE woman has it decides to jump to DT and try to use it, they would not be able to. So there you go. And I wasn't shocked that Dino won. Yeah. Um, you know, when it comes to Dino, look, we we talked enough about him before, but like whatever you personally, like person, Western wrestling fan, think of Dino versus Sasaki as a main event, that is a big main event for DDT. I mean, that is two other top stars, two historical stars, and a big main event for a title. Like, that is not a, you know... The biggest thing here is Dino has never main evented Peter Pan. Yeah. So, I mean, Dino's a big star in DDT. So, you know, you don't have to like that he is, but he is. I mean, he wins... How many general elections has he won? So, you know, he's got to... He's not going to win this one. He's not going to win this one. That is very true. But... But yeah, I mean, he won. He won what two years in a row, right? Something like that. I don't quite remember. I think twenty seventeen, twenty sixteen. But or he was like runner up in twenty sixteen. I don't know. He won. He won a couple years. He usually yeah. finishes around the top three. Yeah, somewhere around there. Not this year. Yeah, not this year. Uh, I mean, you know, he's just been so he's been pushed so heavily this year. That I think that probably has something to do with it. But but yeah, I mean, you know, he's. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna be main eventing, and like I said, you don't you don't have to like it. I totally get if you personally don't like it, but if you think it's like a bad main event or like a, you know, a not a not a big match, that's just not correct. You know, it's just not. It is a big match for DBT. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on that? 
I hope Sasaki wins. Yeah. Do you think he will? I think he will. I think he should. It's it's actually really funny. I think the main title needs some stability to it. Yeah. And that's really funny considering Takashita had the belt for over a year. And we're like, just coming off of that. But I think all of the the stuff with Irie, and then you had him losing the belt to Sammy, and then Mako comes in, and then you have all the Dino stuff. I just think you need to like rinse people's mouths out. And yeah. I don't think there's anyone quite better than someone that's going to get booed. Yeah. It's, and I think it's also really funny, it's with Daisuke Sasaki, that we have so many people in wrestling these days trying to be a cool heel. They want to be a heel, but they want people to like them and cheer them and buy their merchandise and buy their stuff. Whereas Sasaki doesn't really try to be a cool heel, but he's like the coolest heel there is. Yeah. So I mean, that t-shirt, that new t-shirt of his is so amazing. When it's like King of Losers. And he <laughs> literally has beef with everybody in the company. You can put him in a match with anyone. Yeah. And you like know what's going to go happen. You know what's going on. And I just think it's funny. He kind of brought it up too. Uh, in terms of DDT revolves around damnation. I don't particularly know how you can argue against that since the group has been formed. Yeah. They've won every tournament. Yeah. Literally every, literally every tournament. Yeah. They've won every tournament, every single, like the big D tournament and the King of DT. They've won them all of them since they've started. Uh, The area stuff. Even when Irie was champ, he still had Damnation being almost more of a central figure thing. You had the Sasaki stuff with Asuka. You had this the like... Har- yeah, the Harashima Soma Takao stuff. You had the Harashima Soma Takao stuff. Yeah. You had them, uh, Indo and Pauly winning the tag belts from Higuchi and Sekimoto. I mean, they are sort of the foundation of DDT right now. Yeah. You it, and it's kind of crazy to think about that because it, this kind of all started because the Golden Lovers left. Yeah, I mean they they were really a they, they were a hell of a good replacement, you know. I mean, a lot of promotions you lose two guys like Ibushi and Omega, and I don't know, you know, it might be hard to survive that. But DDT not only survived it, they've thrived. So, and so you know, Sasaki saying, you know, you might be the icon of DDT, but you know, I've kind of been the one that's been here with everything revolving around me and my stable and my group. Yeah. Which is, it's the truth. Yeah. To give the backup to what uh, Jesse said about them winning every tournament, Shuji Shikawa won King of the 18 in 2016. Endo won it in 2017. Shuji won the big D tournament or the D we call it, we call it the big D, which are the DO uh, at the start of this year. And now Daisuke Sasaki won King of DDT this year. So they're four they've now won in the last three King of DDTs. Yeah. I, we don't know yet if there's even going to be another DO to try to yes, have some there is. Oh, there is. They, they did confirm. It's starting in like October or something. No, no November. Oh, wow. Okay. Awesome. And it's going to finish in December. So they're, they're even so moving. We'll it know up. the judgment main event by the end of the year. So, wow. That's awesome, folks. We have another DO tournament to look forward to. In November, December, I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. So that is, I mean, if you don't, if you didn't see the first one, the first one was fucking awesome. Probably still my favorite tournament of the entire year, actually. 
So we'll see if the second one can be, you know, just as good. It's crazy we're getting two in the same year, basically. And I want to go back to Sasaki for a second. Even when Takashita was the champion, Sasaki had that insane run as the extreme champ. Yeah, the extreme champ. His extreme title run was fucking awesome. Like he went out there. I, I mean, I've talked. I talked about this at length last year when I was making a case for him for like why I voted him. Like, I think like third place or most outstanding last year. But like he did this fucking gimmick of these ECW style hardcore matches, not death matches, just like hardcore this basically like a dead style and he had like fucking awesome match after awesome match after awesome match he had joey so, probably the best match of joey ryan's career yeah, I mean, quite frankly undoubtedly true so i mean he had that match with hiroshima he had that one with uh he had probably the best match of someone with the cow's career i think um the one with ishii that was awesome I and mean, just tons of awesome matches in that title reign so I don't know. I think I think people. He really put that belt back on the map. Frankly, as like a number two belt. No, I thought anyone deserves to main event so much over anyone else. That's kind of like a whatever thing. But I think if anyone deserves to main event Peter Pan, I think it's Daisuke Sasaki. He's been so incredibly vital to this company. I didn't even mention the Akito match I was there for. That match was awesome too. Uh, Even though the the live crowd was like dead by that point. And like a six-hour show, but they still had a fucking awesome. It'll match. be interesting to see the reaction for Takashita and Shima. Yeah, so let's get into like some preview stuff, I guess, before we move on to Big Japan. I mean, all, we already said this, but overall, awesome show for Road to Goku. If you haven't seen it, definitely go back and watch. And it was September twenty-third. And since people told me I should do a better job of this, it's on DDT Universe. Um, it's on Samurai TV if you have access to that. But DT Universe is the major the major way you'll be accessing it, so you know, that's where you find. Eventually, it'll be up in English if you were interested in that as well. Yeah, there you go. You want to watch the show in English? I'm sure Mr. Haku and a special guest. I wonder who he'll get. Uh, will be reviewing the show and doing commentary and talking about everything. And I always plug him, so I might as well do it again. Definitely follow uh, DT Pro underscore ENG, uh, the DT Pro English account, if you. You know, you need, that'll help you a lot when you're watching these shows, like just because he gives like translations um, as the show is going on. So definitely, you know, yeah, Takashi to told him translate my tweet because I want to work. And then Michael, not because Michael just comes in, he's like, "Hey, yeah, not because I did it first. Yep, it's funny, but yeah. So Mr. Haku, uh, he's behind that account. Definitely check that out. He says he's gonna try to come over to America. I'd love to like meet him when he comes over. We'll say. He does follow me on Twitter, so hopefully we can maybe it'd be cool to have him on Omakase or something. Maybe we can work something out. We're definitely going to have to do some stuff because there's a million. I can't even believe how many people on Twitter are going this fucking weekend. So we'll see what happens as far as that goes. Um, but yeah, so that was that show. Uh, let's talk about some upcoming stuff. Also, there was the Maji Manji number 18 uh, from this past Tuesday, which again, I haven't seen, but Jesse just said. The All Out versus Strong Hearts match is fucking amazing. So definitely go check that out if you have time. I'm going to do it like probably right after the show, honestly. Um, but some upcoming stuff. Uh, first of all, the the next Maji Manji is next, October 2nd. So that's next Tuesday. Um, you're going to have a big main event with Dan Shio and Katsada Higuchi taking on Sasaki and Mad Polly. So that'll be a preview match for the Ryugoku main event. Yes, you also have those 
powers of the the penai uh, apparently aren't working on Sasaki. Yes, Sasaki said basically that he never gets erections, and that's why. <laughs> so that's a bold face, damn lie. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if we're gonna go with Sasaki is so comfortable with himself that Dino doing whatever just doesn't bother him, or if he's so straight that it's not gonna matter. <laughs> Either way, uh, then we have the the Maji Bankai two serious big match. Uh, first of all, the undefeated on this tour, Ethan Page, again taking on Takashita, and then Jun Kasai versus Masahiro Takanashi. Two that big matches be there. So much fun. Yeah. Uh, then you have Hiroshima, Toruwashi, and Kazuki Hirata taking on Mike Bailey, Antonio Honda. And Keisuke Okuda. Speaking of matches, it could be f- pretty fun. And then the opener, the Tokyo Joshi Pro Offer match, Miyu Yamashita and Shoko Nakajima taking on Mizuki and Az- Azusa Takigawa, who, of course, Takigawa is like in the midst of her last month here as an active wrestler. So one of the last times to see her. Um, Strong Hearts has not been announced for the show yet. Yep, they have not yet been announced. Maybe they're busy. I don't know. Um, Tokyo Joshi Pro is a date on the October 8th, speaking of. Takigawa wrapping up. She's going to be taking on Yuna Manase on that show. We also My have special a special guest referee. With yeah, Nonoko will be special guest referee. Yeah. Um, and then there's also the Tokyo Princess Tag Team Titles: Yuka Sakazaki and Mizuki defending against Nodoka Tenma and Yuki Aino. Uh, Priscilla Kelly will also be on that show, I guess, to continue building towards the Yamashita match. Um. We do have the we have one match for the following week, Maji Manji, on October 10th, which is the Moto, Mote Mote Army versus Not Mote Army All Out Fight uh, with Makoto Oishi, Yuki Ureno, and Mote Mote Super Large X versus Kasusada Higuchi, Antonio Honda, and Not Mote Super Large X. So there you go. Uh, this has to do this with like. all has to do with The Bachelor of Japan. Yeah. Um, it's basically he's causing the return of Rintaro Oyazu. What is his name? Oya Izu. He's causing fighting among the compliance because uh, he's been teaching. Basically, multi multi folks is like popular with women. You know, isn't that a good way to explain it? Like, you're good with women. I think. I don't know. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Is that is I that think, basic? I think Mr. DDT translated it as sexy. Sexy. Okay, so basically what I basically what I said, but um, Mr. D. Teaching... English. Excuse me. I have to get it right. Yeah, that's what so, they call him. I think it's funny. Um, but basically, he's been teaching Oishi and Yuki Ureno how to be popular with women. Um, Kasada Higuchi and Antonio Honda are mad they're being left out, so they're each going to find a partner and solve a problem in a six man tag. Um, so do you know? Also, the the uh, this is from Dramatic DET actually now. Shout out to shout out to Dramatic DT. Um, the reason why o- Oya Izu is able to make these appearances of DT, his day job is being the director of Cyber Agents Video Game Division. So it's some like some company synergy there. So there you go. That must mean he works with Topanga League and all those guys over there. Yeah. They, like three people know what the hell I'm talking about, but shout out to those <laughs> three people. <laughs> Um, but yeah, said after that, we have the Rio Goku Peter Pan Fall Wrestling Culture Festival, October 21st. This show, of course, usually takes place in the summer, but 
be had to be moved to the fall due to the uh, on the sumo hall, you know, renovations, the earthquake proofing, whatever else was going on there. That uh, renovations for the Olympics. They were yeah. setting up stuff because Rio Goku will be holding boxing. Yeah, so it's the same reason why New Japan to move to the Budokan for G1 this year, and the same reason why Big Japan to move. Um, you know, their Rio Goku show to they're they're in November, I think, right? Yes. Yeah, I so. and I uh, for some reason I thought Peter Pan was in November, but it's Big Japan that's in November. Yeah, Big Japan's November. So and I don't think all Japan had a date announced yet. I don't think they have one, right? Do they? I don't I, think so. Yeah, I don't think they have one. So I think it, all Japan just might not be running Sumo Hall this year. But I guess we'll see. But anyway, so Rio Goku Peter Pan, Fall Wrestling Culture Festival. I think this is the full card. We're just waiting on some. Yes, this Let's is the say. full card. So it begins with the time difference battle royal. Gorgeous Matsuno versus Hoshi Tango versus Gota Yahashi versus Nobuhiro Shimatani versus X. Now I think they're going to throw some other people in there. Yeah. Like a rumble thing. Yeah. That's for time difference battle royal. Yeah. It's a rumble. Um, then we also have Mina Shirakawa's DDT first participation war, the Tokyo Joshi Pro six woman tag match, Miyu Yamashita, Yuki Kamifuku, and the debuting uh, Mina Shirakawa. She's a like another gravure model, I believe, right? Where she comes from. DDT had did this muscle wrestling show or something like that. I remember seeing something about it, and she was one of the people there. So if you search her, you can get. Um, and she was to... in Mexico, and she was wrestling matches there too. Okay, uh, I went on her Twitter to... account. All right, what were we gonna say? I said I went on her Twitter account, and she was in Mexico. Oh, cool! And she had wrestled a lot in Mexico and everything too. So she does have some wrestling background, but you can also get something called Full Body Mina Shirakawa DVD uh, from CD Japan or Midsummer Mina Shirakawa if you like. So. I would guess Daisuke Sasaki has both of those. <laughs> Probably. So that trio will be taking on the team of Yuka Sakazaki, Mizuki, and Shoko Nakajima. And that should be pretty fun, actually. We'll see how good Mina is, but the rest of those girls are all really good. And then the main show begins with a gauntlet tag match. Mike Bailey and Antonio Honda, Mizuki Watase, and Jason the Gift Kincaid. I guess the last match of Renegades here. Uh, Katsusada Higuchi and Kota Omeda. What a team. Uh, huh? What a team. I what a they, team. They need to stay teaming together. I like yeah. that team. Kudo and Masahiro Takanashi, Tana Musaku Toba and Keisuke Okuda, and Tonomutsu Matsunaga and Michael Nakazawa. Should be fun. Should be a fun gauntlet. Some cool guys in there. I would guess that the winners are going to get a tag title shot. Probably. Then we have the world's crazy couple battle. Uh, Makoto Oishi and Misaki Ohada. Uh, of course, she's from Wave, taking on Joey Ryan and Laura James. Any thoughts on the world crazy couple battle? You know, Ohada's going to be retiring soon. Uh, do, do you know the story about how Japanese fans kind of knew all along that those two were a couple? No, I don't know the story. Tell me. <laughs> Oishi had a mouse pad on his desk, and it was it's like one of those booby ones, and it was Ohada. <laughs> and so, like, the people on message boards in Japan were like, yeah, they're totally together, because why else would he have that mouse pad? Yeah. 
and they like all follow the same people and everything too. Like people think like we're crazy. No, 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 no. <laughs> they get really crazy in Japan. Like we aren't sending Ata death threats, for example. I mean, we may think like he's lazy or whatever, and that red is a terrible name for a unit in Dragon Gate, but people are literally like threatening his life. It's insane. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So, you know, not oh, that we- other people on Twitter aren't threatening people's lives as well in English. Yeah. But uh not us. No. Like <laughs> they do like some hardcore detective work on stuff over there. Yeah. I mean I mean look, look if you want to see we got an example of how fast Japan can blow something up with this Bowsette stuff in the last couple of days. If something goes crazy on Japan Twitter, it really goes crazy. So uh, what do you think about Masa- so Masaki Ohara? You said she's retiring soon. Do we have a date? Uh, I think in December. Oh, she's, wow. Her and Oishi are going to get married, and so she's retiring. Uh, Taylor's going to be broken up. It's one of his favorites. I can't say I watch a lot of waves. So, what do you say? And you I could be a hundred percent wrong. I'm a hundred percent a Joshi expert here. So, I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure she's retiring. Okay. I'm sure someone will correct us if we don't. If you're wrong, enough enough Joshi fans listen to this show. So, um, match number three: the difference in 27 years of age. Representative director and president, 48 years old, and belonging wrestler, 21 years old. Waste blood, washing conflict, play final settlement, weapon rumble. <laughs> Senshiro Takagi versus Mao. This is gonna be fucking awesome. Fucked up wrestling for a fucked up world, and soon a fucked up US. But yes, this is gonna be fucking. This is gonna be great. I'm really looking forward to this one. Will Takagi get run over with the van again? <laughs> uh, so many questions. Um, match I just want to say, I said Mao, like uh, maybe a year and a half ago. I said Mao is really special. Yeah, he's someone that you have to keep your eye on. I said that, but like even before the NWA stuff, I was like, there's something about him. And boy, I haven't been proven right. Holy crap. Jesse taking her victory lap here. I am going to take my victory <laughs> lap because everybody was talking about Higuchi. Like, oh, Higuchi's so good. And oh, Shunma, he's great. And I mean, Umeda wasn't around. He was hurt. But I think Umeda is incredible as well. But I'm like, I think maybe the person people need to be talking about is Mao. Like, yeah. Mao is like, I think, I don't know. You can just kind of see it. There's just something about him. You're kind of like, yeah. Yeah, the heir apparent to the Koto Ibushi craziness is this kid. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, and then match number four, So Ken Holdings presents: Will you eat or be eaten? Giant special singles match: Super Sasango Machine versus Andreza Giant Panda. So gorgeous Matsuno is going to have a match with the Panda because he's declared himself the gatekeeper of DDT. <laughs> When does that happen? Oh my god, I don't remember. I just saw something about it. Okay. And so, like, if the panda beats him, he can have the match. Okay. Uh, I suspect so the go. panda will win. I suspect the panda Call will win. Call me crazy. Well. Yes, I think Gorgeous Master will probably not beat the giant panda. Okay. Um, do, do you think Takashita looks like Gorgeous Matsuno? Uh... I think Gorgeous Matsuno could be a future Takashi. 
I can see the similarity. Why? We need DDT to have a match like that. Like they have to catch on to the fact that they look alike. Yeah, Takashita versus Future Takashita. We could do that. And fine, like who else could we get? <laughs> if Rekka was still there, we could do him in uh Massa because they yeah. had the same hairstyle thing going on yeah. for a while. And Akito and Rekka had the same thing going on before Sasaki cut off all of Akito's hair. That was one of them too. Like they couldn't tell the three of them apart for a little bit from the back anyway. Because they yeah. like all looked the same. It was really funny, actually. I think they even did a match. They like changed gear between all three of them. Uh, but and then number match number five, the KOD six man tag team titles. Soma Takao, Tetsuya Endo, and Mad Polly, the current champions, taking on the disaster box team of Toru Washi, Kazuki Hirata, and Yuki Ureno. Think we'll see a title change here? I think we probably will. No. You don't really, okay. You Soma has his record to keep up, man. Oh yeah, the Undertaker yeah. of Peter Pan. Oh, uh, I totally forgot about that. You're right. I don't You're think right. they're gonna win. Yeah, Soma has never lost to Peter Pan, folks. So, kind of why I thought if Iria was still the champ, they would do that. But uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if, maybe that was the plan if Iria's title had gone well. Who the fuck knows? Uh, match number six, the Super Joshi Pro Wars 2018. Saki Akai and the probable <laughs> general election your, winner. Your general election winner. She's ahead, by a lot. She's ahead by a lot. Maki Ito. Was it 200 or 300 votes she was ahead by? Yeah, it's a lot of votes. I think it's like three. I think it's like two or 300. Against Mego Satomura and Cassandra Miyagi. Um, first of all, I love Cassandra Miyagi. I'm always happy to see her around. And Mako getting a spot here is, still, is cool. This could be pretty fun. I'm pretty into this. I said on Twitter, and I'll say it here, I think Maki versus Mako is going to be one of the matches for the Tokyo Joshi show on January 4th. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And the first time Maki and Cassandra both get in the ring and just like scream at each other, that'll be great. Because they both that- have that like that scream. So uh, Then we have All Out versus Strongheart, special six-man tag. Akito, Shuma Katsumata, and Yuki Ino versus T-Hawk, Alinda Man, and Tian Yunan. Um, I would expect... Probably whoever's winning the semifinal, the opposite will win here. So I think since I think Shima's probably winning that match. All Out's probably, probably going to pin either Linda Man or Tian here. But this could, this could be pretty good. suspectedly protected. I think he's going to end up winning a title somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, this is T. Look, T Hawk looks like the weight of several worlds has been lifted off his shoulders. Like, have you seen him in wrestling? That's the usurp the the Dragon Gate podcast on this network that we're on. But, I mean, do you think maybe people are a little chagrined? Like, all the crap they talked about T Hawk? Yeah. And, like, maybe now they kind of realize maybe he was a little bit more important because we wouldn't have Kazama in Dragon Gate. <laughs> Sakamoto, I know. It's <laughs> oh, pretty bad. But yeah, T-Hawk and Lindemann have just looked incredible since leaving Dragon Gate, which is kind of sad in one way because I really didn't want him to leave Dragon Gate. I'm not as big as a Dragon Gate hater as people think I am. But I think Especially, I think in T Hawk's case, especially, I think maybe some of the criticisms 
She may be applied to people behind the scenes that we don't talk in. Well, I mean, people talk a lot about behind the scenes in Dragon Gate. But uh, I think people tend to blame the wrestlers a little too much in Dragon Gate instead of maybe people that are running stuff. Like, Anta gets a new unit, gets a new name. They keep the same colors and everything. And then he, like, immediately drops the title. Well, then how the hell is anyone going to take any of these people seriously? Yeah, the booking in Dragon Gate has been a big problem. I mean, I still have no idea why... You know, Naraki Doi loses to Yoshino again. You know, he's been at, at one point he was the most popular guy in the company by a mile, and they didn't pull the trigger on him against Yamato at Final Gate, I guess, 2016. And I don't know. It just seems like they make a lot of really weird and bad decisions. So but I mean I have not watched it really at all this and year. And I know that so uh, Dragon Kid had to get one over on Ita eventually. But it's like, why are you gonna do it? the night where they debut all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, the, Dragon Gate, the, the whole unit look like a geek. The Dragon Gate booking is not good. Like, let's just be honest. It really is not good. And it hasn't been good in a while. So, you know, losing, losing the guys they've lost has been pretty tough for them, but I don't think they've handled it especially well so far. Um, but yeah, so as far as, but what I was trying to say though about T-Hawk in general, it's just like, it just looks like, he does he he's not carrying on the weight of being this like failed he looks like he's prospect. having fun again yeah like he's not carrying on the gigantic weight of being this the failed future ace of the company you know he's just out there wrestling and having a good time so that's why i'm excited to see him here because he's still a very good wrestler i think so you know he doesn't have he doesn't have a ton of in-ring charisma which i think is what probably i don't know him. about that <laughs> i i think he is missing He's missing top ace charisma. Doesn't necessarily mean he can't be a very good wrestler. I think he's missing that like the guy charisma. Get back to me after that match. <laughs> I'm telling you that match. All right, all right. So I'm good. Just, and I'm telling about him. In, what I saw him in Dragon Gate. I'm telling you. What I saw him in Dragon Gate. I think he was missing the guy charisma. But you know, I I don't think that makes him a bad wrestler. I still think he's a very good wrestler. I think Dragon Gate don't have the guy. Well, they don't have anybody right now. I, mean, I don't think Min K is the guy. I don't think Eta is the guy. I don't think they have like their next guy, which yeah. is really kind of damning because they get a lot of people that come through that yeah. company. And it's like, you know, I think my, my main criticism about Dragon Gate is they've had all these young guys and all this young talent come through, I think, over the past decade and like who who's really hit it off. Yeah, no, it's a very valid criticism. Eventually, you have to have somebody there that hits it off, and it, you can. And yes, part of it is to blame on the wrestlers themselves, but you have to put guys in positions to succeed. And I think Dragon Gate fell miserably when it comes to that. And I think it's finally coming to bite them back in the ass. I mean, if you look at the promotion, if you just compare them to the promotion we're talking about today with DDT and how they've I mean, integrated, even Big Japan. yeah, Big Japan do stupid shit too. But at the same time, I think they kind of protect their younger guys a little bit better than Dragon Gate does. Yeah, especially in the deathmatch side. Maybe not as much on the strong side, but... Don't mean to be bashing Dragon Gate or anything. I really yeah. hope Dragon Gate turn it around. I don't I mean, dislike them, like I said. They did a good number at Dangerous Gate. I think if they, if they, if they hadn't been able to sell out Old Award Gym for Doi versus Yoshino, which is like probably the biggest match that can currently run, then that would have been a really bad sign. So the fact they were able to do a good number is good. 
If you um, want more Dragon Gate, go listen to Open the Voice Gate. Exactly. My ex podcast, <laughs> <laughs> Open the Voice Gate. With, I mean, Mike Spears does a great job. He just did a new episode. So go check that out. Go check them out. They just talked about all this stuff. Yeah. That would be a lot more in depth and thorough than we will be. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Did you see the show? I haven't seen it yet. I saw when Kazama came out. I laughed and I turned it off. <laughs> Gosh, I just saw Jay tweet like my fun. The funniest thing to me was people were wondering who is it, and I'm yeah. like, oh my god. Yeah, I I don't I wouldn't build up a mystery person if well they have another mystery yeah. person coming. Okay. Maybe that well, maybe that'll be somebody important. Kazuo Sakamoto, like Jay tweeted out, is this better or worse than Kenzo Suzuki? Who of course was like the big mysterious ex for Muscle Outlaws and like. I guess like 2007, I want to say, maybe 2006. And I think it's worse because, you know, uh, Kenzo Suzuki, for whatever you want to fucking say about him, he was at least coming off a WWE run where he was like a guy. He was not, like, Kazu Sakamoto was Tenzai's worshiper. And after that has been like, you know, he did Wrestle 1 for a while. Then he did Noah for a while. It's like nobody is like, oh, I can't wait to see Cosma. Like at least Kenzo was kind of a guy in Japanese wrestling for a while. He wasn't good or anything. I mean, he's very good at being Kenzo Suzuki, I guess. But at least he he had his runs and stuff. Whereas Cosmo Sakamoto, I he just he's what are you gonna say about him? He's Cosmo Sakamoto. He's not very good. So um, but yeah, so that's that match number seven. <laughs> number eight, Shigeru Irie's grand fight, Harashima and Yukio Sakaguchi versus Shigehiro Irie and Keisuke Ishii. I'm happy they did a team drift for Union here. That's cool. You know, I mean, two, clearly two... someone couldn't be in the match. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad that Ishii and Irie are teaming together one final time yeah. against Irie's two biggest foes in DDT, yeah. Yukio and Harashima. This will be a good match. And then the semi-main, the dramatic dream match. We talked about this a lot already. Takashita versus Shima. Um, again, I really... I, I, If this ends up on my match of the year, that's I will not be surprised. Uh, if Shima brings it, and we are, I already don't really have a lot of uh, worry about Takashita not bringing it, but, you know, this will be Shima's first match in Sumo Hall, I think. Unless I'm missing something he did for some other wacky thing. But I think this will be his first match in Sumo, in Sumo Hall in like fucking in, in like eight years. Almost nine. Because the last one would have been 2010. I'm going to look this up because I'm curious now. Let's say. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder if it's sort of a de facto title match yeah. as well. Like not a title match, a number one contender match. I wonder it, if strong I, cards are going to work the tournament. Maybe. But yeah, because so, Dragon Gate has not done a Sumo Hall show since 2010. Because they, they had one for 2011 that was canceled um, due to the, the tsunami, and they never rebooked it. So unless he did something else, that would have been his last one. But I want to make sure. Sumo. I will say, I kind of hope they start booking Takashita in these sort of special singles matches like this. Yeah, that's like, this a, is really good news for him. It's a but good yeah, spot for him. The last cage match is wrong. This is He's been in Sumo Hall three times. Uh, the Super J Cup 2000 when he went to the final and lost to Jushin Thunder Liger. Uh, Dragon Gate, the Gate of Anniversary in 2000, March 2009 where he beat Masato Yoshino to win the Brave Gate. And Dragon Gate Compilation Gate 2010, March 2010 
when he and Gamma were defeated by Kong and Shingo Takagi for the Open the Twin Gate title. Uh, a really famous, infamous match, actually, because that's when Cyber Kong like, had walked out of the company with his depression and like walked right back in and won the tag titles with Shingo immediately. And Shingo, of course, was coming up with his own thing and they the fucking monkey scandal that I don't want to talk about ever. But um, so people were like really mad basically when those two won the tag titles there. But yeah, um, that's, so that's, that's something. That, so this is Shima's first appearance in sumo hall in almost nine years. It's pretty crazy for a guy, you know, it's as big a deal as him. And I'm, I'm happy for him, you know, and they're definitely the show their fans with them because you'll hear on the show from Tuesday as well. They had their own little strong hearts fans yeah, he's, going nuts for him. He's gonna help the fucking show draw. I think that's pretty pretty clear. If you look at how Dragon Gate dropped off a bit after he left, I mean he he has his fans that are gonna follow him. So uh and then the main event, the KOD open weight title. We already talked a little bit about those two. Uh Don Shokudino versus Daisuke Sasaki. I think Sasaki is going to win and I hope he does. So there you go. I will cry if he wins. <laughs> I will also be very happy. That'll be his first KOD reign since 2016, right? Yeah, awesome. since he cashed in the gauntlet on Harashima. My nice personally time. favorite cash in because it was really cool. I He's never it. that was his only title reign, right? Yep. Okay. Never so, like and that that only lasted like two months. So yeah, Takashita beat him. Yeah. So there you go. And then. Indo cashed in his bracer on Takashita, and then Indo lost, and then Damnation had kind of just formed a couple months before that, and Sasaki comes out and he tells Indo, are you tired of playing second fiddle to him? Yeah. And he hands him the shirt, and then that's when Indo joined Damnation. I don't want to. I don't want to say that was the moment I became a DET fan because that wasn't really true. I was, I was watching already off and on by then, but that was the moment that like solidified me. It's like okay, I'm really gonna watch this all the time now because. Like that was just such a fucking. I mean, first of all, that match is awesome. Takashita Endo, and then that angle is like, which is one of my all-time favorite angles when he walks out at the end and hands Endo that shirt, and you think Endo's That's gonna why I always it- say when it comes to Endo and Takashita, Endo isn't necessarily as big as a heel in that as people think he is. Yeah, because I mean, he had justifiable reasons for turning his back on Happy Motels. Yeah, and like he pushes the way he just like pushes Takashita away. And everyone goes, oh. Yeah, such a now it's going, oh. one of my all-time favorite moments. But all right, so that's looks that Ryugo card looks awesome. Very excited for that show. So it's coming up October twenty-first. That'll be on the AT Universe. It'll be on Samurai TV. All the usual. And then buttons. nine days later, they have Maji Manji Corkin. Yeah, October twenty-eighth, Corkin Hall, the first ever Maji Manji at Corkin Hall. And there's um, no show Manji Manji on in November. Yeah, because of the Dio. So, um, the this show has two matches announced, but they're both pretty awesome. Uh, first of all, Hiroshima defending the Extreme Title against Shinya Aoki. Fuck the survivor! Yeah. <laughs> and then you well, have we special... muted, so had to get it in. So you can watch it. Well, if you watch Samurai broadcast, it'll be on there. So you go, everybody, go get Samurai. <laughs> the special tag match: Naomichi Marafuji and Takashita. Versus Daisuke Sasaki and Shuji Ishikawa. That looks awesome. So will, I'm pretty, pretty excited. Will Sasaki be champ? That's a big question, right? So, I mean, that could be the start of a build for Takashita Sasaki if he is champ. 
I hope so. I think Maki Ito versus Daisuke Sasaki would be funny for about a thousand different reasons, too. <laughs> yeah. He's you have Horn Dog Sasaki against I've Never Been Kissed Maki Ito. Yeah. That'll be something. Uh, and then, and then, oh, it's already confirmed by the way. Off. And then Sasaki. Maki Ito will be on that show. So. And then two days after that. So that Korokan show is the last day for votes for the general election. And then two days after they announced the results. So a big a big October coming up for DDT. If you have DDT Universe, you need to go and vote for Damnation. Yeah. They could win the unit election because we are need they, them to have another produce show. Are they they were winning last time I or have they announced that? I thought I saw something like they were winning. They're like twenty votes ahead of shooting Dojo right now. I'm okay. getting nervous. All right, so everybody go. I already voted for Damnation. I so need to go in Masashi to get into it again. So if you folks, if you have a, this is new. We haven't talked about this. If you have a DT Universe account, you can vote for the DT General Election. You can that's vote for new, Damnation. Yeah, you can go vote for Damnation. No one else. Because that's a new thing. Because in the past, they always it was always only available to people who went to the shows and bought merchandise. So I got to vote in the 2017 election when they opened it up early at Peter Pan, but. Um, the this year everybody can vote. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, so that's DDT. Um, very exciting week for DDT, and an exciting October, and even like November, December coming up. Now that I know about the Do tournament, which I honestly had no idea about. Uh, let's see. Um, about the BJW Death Vegas 2018 show, we can quickly blow through this since we have questions. We got to get through too. Um, I would say that there's a couple matches to hit on. The first one I would say is the astronauts versus Kazuki Hashimoto and uh, Yuya Aoki tag match. That was a really cool match. Really, really liked it. Uh, don't listen to the Yuya Aoki haters. That kid is fantastic. He was really good. They had a really cool spot with him and Nomura. I mean, I really liked the match. Uh, this was a strong. It was a strong, a psycho tag league strong block match. With Hashimoto and Aoki going to four points, Abe and Nomura stuck at zero. Um, yeah, this was really cool. Nomura and Aoki had like a really awesome strike battle at one point, which I definitely remember that stuck out in my mind. But it's a good match. I really like that match. There were two matches in the in the death in the death block as well, um, with the third generation Shimidoro brothers, uh, Ueki and Sakuda losing to Kyo Mogame and Masia Taganashi. Yeah, I think um, people saying Sakuda shouldn't do death matches. Maybe a little sugar in now because he's incredible at them. Yeah, he's really good. Uh, just very bloody, as you probably would expect. I ended with Masaya pinning uh, pinning Sakuda for the with a jackhammer on the broken glass for the win. The other tag tag death match was Abdullah Kobayashi and Yoshihase Uto defeating Aki Two Kenju, Zami Kodaka, and Yuko Miyamoto. I guess they're going to have to drop out now. It's with Asami's injury. That sucks. But what are you going to do? I haven't seen the Basara show where it happens. Yeah, I just I just watched it like as we were recording. But which means I'm, I'm going to go back and watch the cage match. And then Takeda was supposed to cover for Asami some of his dates. And then Takeda ends up getting a piece of glass like caught really deep in his uh, skin where it messes up the muscle membrane in his back. So he has to miss shows. He had tweeted that he like it kills him to sit down or and walk and stuff right now. But he doesn't expect to be out too long. Uh, there's actually some pretty gruesome pictures of it if 
anybody is interested, I could send them to you. <laughs> but uh, of course you can. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the semi-main event was the strong world title match with Deki Suzuki beating Yasufumi Nakanoe in seventeen oh three. What did you think of this one? I liked it. I went three and three quarters on it. I liked it a lot too. I thought in a lot of ways it was like a it was a less good version of the Nomura match earlier this year where it, it wasn't sp- as good as the first match they had against each other for the title because these two have wrestled each other before for it. But I didn't think it really needed to be either. Like whatever. And they, it was closer to like a more a typical Japanese heavyweight title match than you might expect from Hideki match, and that there was a lot more striking and like suplexes and stuff than um, the mat work. But and it was also on the long side for a Hideki match. So I don't know. This this to me felt like Hideki almost being like, I could do a regular ass <laughs> pure resu heavyweight match if I feel like it. You know, don't tell me I can't. So I mean, Hideki's fucking awesome. So anyone who thinks he can't do anything. Is that to lunch anyway? I like this but. new like running strike he does to like KO people. Yeah, the kick in the match too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, this is really good. I liked it a lot. And then the main event, the Deathmatch Heavyweight Title, three hundred light tubes match, uh, Masashi Takeda defeating Ryuji Ito in seventeen thirty nine. Mm-hmm. Um, this match is like on the gross side for me. <laughs> like I can handle some death matches, but. When, they did some really gnarly spots. Yeah, like syringes that. is like. <laughs> I, saw, I think I saw you tweet that too. That, that's too much even for you. Like I, I, put, I can deal with scissors and light tubes, and kinzons and air plates, and you know pretty much anything. Not syringes. It's too much. It I don't like much. syringes. Um, but yeah, this is. I mean, this was good. I just it was a little too violent for me. Um, I like the light. I will say. Matches. Ito, like Dino, you can always count on them to deliver when you put yeah. them in main event spots. But I mean, overall, we, we didn't talk about the undercard tags. You're just kind of there. Um, and overall, I, I wouldn't call this a great show. It was a good show. Um, a above average show. Definitely not a bad one or anything. Um, not like the best Death Vegas either. But I think I like, I mean, it was a weird timing for it. This is usually a later a show for later in the year, but because of the Goku being in November, I guess they had to do it this way. But yeah, just the show just didn't feel as big as Death Vegas usually feels. I would and, agree. And it just it just kind of felt like you know it was missing something. I mean, you know, Death Vegas last year was the Takeda Takanashi match that like Which we're yeah, getting again. Yeah, which we're getting again. What well, that'll be at Ryugoku, right? Mm-hmm. So they announced that your main title team. matches already. We yeah, have Hideki Suzuki. Against Daisuke Sakamoto for the strong title. Sakamoto's winning that, I think. I think so too. Because Yuji Okabayashi is going back on the same show. And, and he's uh, facing Ryuichi Kawakami, which is my personal main event of the show. You think you'd want to build up another Sakamoto Okabayashi match just because obviously you have I think I want to see Kawakami beat Okabayashi. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love Kawakami too. I'm just, I'm saying from. From their perspective, I think they want to do. I don't give a match. damn what their perspective is. <laughs> yeah. I want Kawakami to win that match. I want Kawakami to win the belt so yeah. bad. And I think I'll also cry if he wins the title too. Well, either way, Okabayashi. I'll cry back. either way. Either he won't win it ever, which will cause <laughs> me to cry, or he'll win it and then I'm going to cry. One of the okay. two. They'll be crying. but Not <laughs> really. But... <laughs> 
<laughs> Second one over is Okabayashi. I think the maps are going to build up to at some point. So we'll see. Again. Um, you know, it's kind of why I hope Kawakami kind of gets in there. Yeah. Do I have hope for it? No. And <laughs> blow like Dragon Gate when it comes to this shit. Yeah. Man. Um, but yeah, so Big Japan. Oh, we have to bring up how Kawakami was trying to get all up on Hideki again after Hideki won every time. Yeah, he really hates. He really, really hates Hideki. It's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, so good, good show, not great show. Didn't feel as important as usual. Um, do you want to get into the questions then? And just to wrap up on Big Japan, I think they're in a bit of a flux situation right now. Yeah. They had a lot of people injured. They've lost a lot of people. I think that's what's hurt them more in Cork than anything. They don't have the Twin Towers anymore. Moriyama's not there anymore. So I think they're just kind of working things out. They have they had four young guys working the opening match of this show. So I think it's just a bit about giving them a little bit of time. And they're going to work it out. All right. Uh, let's see. Some questions here. I know you got a bunch that are just that were just added to you. I can bring those up too. But let's see. Um, I don't know what the fuck this means. Which so at Oyster Deer, I think this is a typo. He said which her Ito respect army? Yeah, I didn't understand either. I thought maybe <laughs> uh okay. So sorry buddy, you got to tell us next time what the hell you meant. Um at L U Tang underscore secret. What is T- Tokyo Joshi Pro's relationship statuses with the constellation of non-stardom Joshi organizations? I think they're they're tighter with like the 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 smaller ones is a good thing to, to guess, right? I, mean, like, I think they're pretty tight with anyone. If anyone wants to come and work there, they'll work with them. I mean, they. I feel like what's her name? Um, oh god, we had remember. Yoshiko that worked, and she's in getting the D. You had Mako. And I think Sendai girls will yeah. show up. I think they're gonna show up. At least Mako will in over there. Riho um, was there on a Riho from yeah. Gato Move works. Yeah. I think they there. work with that. Don't work with anybody. I don't think there's really a problem. I think they'd even work with Stardom if they wanted to. I mean, yeah. I don't think they're opposed to working with anyone. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I haven't heard anything separately either. Um, at Blueberry Cave, favorite part of the recent Forest Wrestling match. You have a favorite uh, when they started shooting all the fireworks into the uh, hut thing, and they had the cameraman in there with them, that was insane. <laughs> and they said, for the cameraman. <laughs> and they said, "Should Higuchi go to all Japan?" Uh, uh, no, no. I'm pretty happy with him in GT. Imamori was also incredible in that forest uh, campsite match thing. Ah. Mm. If if not for Sasaki, he would be my favorite in DDT. It would be. Sorry, who did you say? The, oh. Yeah, he would be my favorite in DDT if not for <laughs> Sasaki. I'm um, a big fan of his. At Kevin at Ricky Noise said, "Will you come to New York if Polly is here?" You already said no. No. <laughs> you, you just refuse to leave your house, so it's not going to happen. Um, Skyler at Twitter.com. Which actor get over the most of the DTUS show? It's a good question. Um, Mao. Yeah, Mao is up there. I'm trying, I'm, is there anybody else? I'm getting I can see if Endo like gets to do all those fucking crazy ass dives. 
I could see that getting over with the Mania crowd. I mean, you know, indie indie fans love their dives. So um, I could see Endo, uh, Mal, like you said, he'll do crazy shit. Uh, Higuchi could get really over. He just beats the shit out of people. People love that the big Japanese like lariats and chops and stuff too. So I think any of those guys are good candidates, probably. Um, let's see. How hilarious! At Noah's Savior, Alex, of course. How hilarious is that DET announces they're they're going to WrestleMania weekend after Irie says he's going freelance? Pretty hilarious. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty damn funny. The timing was really yeah, funny. I guess if you're an Irie fan, you're kind of like that. Kind of blows, but if you're like us, you're like that's pretty funny. The I mean, it, it was it was funny enough that like I, I think Takagi or somebody on Twitter definitely like said it was like felt the need to go out, come out and say it was a coincidence. I think it was Takagi. I think it was Shinshiro Takagi. So I definitely saw somebody tweet that. So um, then uh, the let's see. I have a question. Oh, wait, hold on. I got a few more. Okay. At, at Chono's underscore jacket, who was the wrestler of the year and why is it LA Park? I asked some questions on Twitter of people. I wanted to know who they thought is the wrestler of the year, and it's pretty much LA Park. That's what see, I I, LA Park's a very good candidate. I think I would have. I would have been higher on him if he had done the if it had gone through at the anniversary of an event. The fact they didn't, I think, hurts him a little bit. I think the, the fact that he didn't, and then he went and he did stuff in Triple A and got like a double payday, just makes him even more of the wrestler of the year. Okay, I think. But the, what I'm about to say though is, I don't think there's a there's not a strong candidate otherwise. I mean, like, no, I, he's 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 still up there for me. I'm. I'm I'm not like 100% convinced I'm going to end up voting for him, but he's going to be in my top three. I just don't see, like, there's no one in WWE that I would vote for. I think that's pretty close. There's just no one, there's a difference maker there. And they just, they're having a really terrible year anyway. Um, they're, New Japan, there's really no one I would vote for, given that, you know, Okada lost the title and then just kind of has been aimless. Like last year, last year to me, it was Naito, not even close. This year, you know, Nitro just hasn't gotten to do anything. Okada, you know, he had a good half a year, but he hasn't done much. He's lost the title. And Kenny Omega's fucking just had one of the worst title reigns of all time so far. So it's not going to be him either. Um, But yeah, I just, there's no, so there's no obvious candidate from New Japan. I mean, honestly, for a while I would have gone with Hiromu, but then he got hurt. So that's I would say I think maybe the rest of the year that will, will not win it at all is Masashi Takeda. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, he's had an incredible year. I mean, look, if you're asking who's going to win it, it's like in the fucking Observer Awards, it's going to be Kenny Omega. So I think everybody better get ready for that now. But I know. will say, I think Tanahashi is going to win the Tokyo Sport MVP Award. Yeah, probably. Because he had his Cockroach movie come out yeah. and everything with that. And he won the G1. And he won the G1. And he after the G1. True. Um... But yeah, so I guess LA Park's a very good contender. I, I actually, since you bought him up, I actually like Takeda a lot for this too. But I mean, he's he never going to win it. But I would, I would consider voting for him. Um, but yeah, let's see. At Arumi, um, still a long time. But what do you expect from DET New York? What potential matches or what wrestlers are most likely going? We did talk about this a while already. As far as potential matches, I would really like to see them do like something that can really show off like the athletic style of DDT. Because I think a lot of people know DDT, like in the West, probably know DDT 
for like funny gifts or like I would that's... do All Out versus Damnation. Yeah, I would do something with Endo and Takashita. Uh, Katsumata and Takashita versus Sasaki and Endo. Yeah, like something that really lets them show DT for match quality. That's what I would do. Um, I would do something like that. Um, at Ben Hers one, how do you feel about Mako losing the three way to Dino? Uh, I wasn't really that surprised. I did not think Mako was going to Ryogoku. I didn't I think so. I didn't think she'd be going as the champ either. Yeah. So I wasn't really that surprised. I was a little more surprised that nobody cashed in on Dino, but that's pretty much it. Um, okay. So we got some questions that I see from at you. Do you want to read these or can I, do you want me to read them? You can read them. You're, okay. you're the master of <laughs> all this uh, stuff. Going Dylan, on. Dylan Harris at Dylan Zero Sky. Hypothetical question. Sasaki is named owner of the company, pushing himself as champion for an entire year, and then Shibata miraculously jumps to DET after his oh. brain is miraculously healed. Wow. But, but you, Jesse, have to bang Takashita and Irie to make both happen. Do you do it? I would make this sacrifice for everyone. <laughs> Way to go, Jesse. I, I mean, like if you, you, when you bang someone, you don't have to look at them. I'd like to say so, I would. I would also do it. I'd also bang them both. So nobody asked me, but I would. I, mean, I don't have them. to look at them. They can do their <laughs> thing. So there you go. I would. T- I would definitely take that sacrifice. Well, Takashi is not a sacrifice to me. It might be to you. Irie is a little bit more of a sacrifice. But um, BJW question: What do you think of Uto in the deathmatch division? Good. All right. I don't think he was <laughs> nice simple one. I don't think he was good enough in the strong division. I think he got lost in the shuffle. And so when that happens, I think it's I think it's a good idea for guys to at least try the deathmatch stuff. And I think he's a really great fit. He him and uh Abby are a really fun team together. Yeah. Um and then we have at Mayu Iwatani fan. Naomi Kingdom coming back, yay or nay. I don't know if he's asking for a prediction or for what our preference would be. I would like to see them come back, but I don't think they will. Okay. Uh, and then after that, we have... Speaking of uh, Naomi, uh, people should keep a lookout because he's been working a lot of uh, US indie dates. So mm. keep an eye out. Him and Rekka, keep an eye out and then maybe they'll be coming to a place near you. All right. Um, L stop spots. If you had to remove a member of, D- of the DET roster, one of each gender, if you wish... And put them in another company. Who and where? I mean, that's a good question. Actually, I can't say Iria because he's gone. Uh, maybe Ishii to all Japan. I mm. would do. I would. I wouldn't mind. Um, I wouldn't mind Endo. I don't know. I actually, I don't know where I want. I really don't want to lose anybody, so I'm pretty happy with the way we got things now. Yeah, that's so. the problem. It's like who <laughs> am I going to take out? Like the the one yeah. person that was like my like a thorn in my side all summer is going to be gone. So I mean, who who am I going to pick? I I genuinely like everyone else in DDC. Yeah. I don't hate area either. Don't get me wrong, but it just it just wasn't working for him. It wasn't working for <laughs> it's not it's not me. It's not yeah. you. You know, we just have to move on. Exactly. Like a ba- it's like a breakup. <laughs> uh, at Indiana Jason 2, how happy are you that Irie is leaving DDC? 
I mean, we've already talked about we just we just talked about that. What are you gonna do? Or he said, you... "Huh? Don't hate Irie. <laughs> I'm I'm just happy I don't have to see him again. Yeah, at least for a little bit in DT anyway. I'm happy the Renegades thing is over. When he shows up, it'll probably be like for fun, like dream matches or whatever, and he'll be back to being like fun, goofy Irie again. So it's a win-win for everybody because that fucking Renegade shit just was not working. So, all right." I guess with that we can wrap no, it up. I have a question. Oh, okay. So, Thanaros, I presume. I'm terrible at pronunciations. If you haven't figured it out, listen to me eight times. <laughs> he said, "How would you say the fans have reacted to Hideki's reigns?" I generally only judge, only watch the two main single title matches. So for me, it's tough to judge. I don't think the fans hate Hideki like people think. Like other people hate Hideki. I think people really like him, actually. Yeah, Hideki's very over. I mean, look, I I had the added like exposure of I was in the building for a Hideki defense um, at, in Nagoya in 2017, and the, or actually, was he champion? No, yeah, he was champion. That was when he faced Daichi uh, and beat him the first time. So I can tell you, the the fans like Hideki, like any like fucking. Um, attempt to say the fans don't like him, it just isn't supported by facts. I mean, the, the crowds are into Hideki. I mean, they... I, what I saw firsthand was, you know, he has a a sizable female fan base. I mean, there were a lot of women that were into him when I was at that show. So, I mean, he's a good-looking dude, so I'm not really surprised. But and he's a very good wrestler. But yeah, and I mean, lastly, like, before you wrap everything up, okay. I have a couple of questions for you. Because I okay. asked them on Twitter. And I won't read everyone's responses. We're running out of time. I'm sorry, everybody. But the first question I ask is, who do you really want to win the general election? Who do I want? Who, like, in a perfect world, who would I want to win? Yes. Um... Because Maki Ito's going to win. Yeah. I'm I'm sort of... I'm okay with with, uh, with Maki Ito winning. If I, if I was going to pick somebody, I would probably pick... Um, Ishii, but I'm a huge fan for him, so you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I would pick Massa. Okay, it's killing me that he's in second and he's like blowing the other people out of the water and he's still gonna lose. And then you had obviously Damnation, of course, Damnation. Yeah. And we already talked about who your wrestler of the year is, already talked about that. And yeah. then the third question I asked is, who do you want to win the big D tournament? Um, it's hmm. a good one. I would want Okuda to win, but I don't think he is. Who so would I, I want? Who would I, I want? I would want to either win? Okuda or Harada. Yeah, Harada would be a big one. Um, it's tough. Well, I need. I mean, if I know the field, that'll be. I mean, I wouldn't mind a scenario where like somebody from from the Strong Hearts is in it and wins it, like T Hawk or something. That's what uh, I was saying. I mean, Sima could be in the tournament and win yeah, it. Yeah, Shima could be in it and win it. But I'd rather see T-Hawk than Shima, but either way, it would be fine. Um, Hirata would be cool. Higuchi would be cool. Ishii would be cool. I mean, the my problem with these kind of questions is, like, I love the Gigi roster. It's, just, it's hard for me to, like, narrow it down. Like, I'm, I'm pretty cool with almost anyone they decide to push. So, but yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot of people. I mean, I would be cool with Endo again. And you know, I mean, not the one DL, but the one thing in the UK. So yeah, I don't know anybody. 
Okay, and the last question I have is, who do you want to beat Hideki and Takeda for the Strong and DM titles? Hmm. Hideki, I want... I mean, I want Kawakami to beat Hideki. But There you go. Like, I don't want people to say... I think it should be. I don't care who you think it should be. Who do you want it to be? Yeah. I want it to be Kawakami. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I want Kawakami to get the to get like the the um you know get that moment and be the one to find, to be Hideki. Um. <sighs> let's see. For, so, who do you want to beat Takeda? Uh, <laughs> I have. I like I like the answer of can Takeda never lose? But yeah. if I'm looking through that, but I don't I don't know. Um, I mean, I would be okay with Messiah Messiah winning, just like to feel like we're going full circle, kind of. I think after how many times he lost to Takeda, I would be okay with him finally getting the win back. Um, I guess that's my pick. Okay, I will say, I want Daisuke Masaoka from Freedoms. Mm. I would have said I would have said Azami Kodaka, but he got hurt. He would. He's never really worked Big Japan, and with Kasai coming in to work Sumo Hall for them, and Takeda as the Freedoms Champ, I'm like praying that we get some kind of interaction there. I would love to see Masaoka as the Big Japan Deathmatch Champ. All right, so there's Jesse's pick. I looked through the the Twitter picks. It was a it was a wacky bunch of picks here. So. And I did say, you know, who you think Miyu should lose the title to in Tokyo Joshi? Oh. Um, who should Miyu use the title? That's a good point. Um, hmm. Now, if Saki-sama was still around, she's in Paris again. Yeah, so she's I in would Paris. pick to win. Yeah. But now that she's not there, I, w- I want Riho to win. Riho's a good pick. Um... I'm really trying to think about this because I want to have a. I, I wouldn't mind Rika Tatsumi getting another shot and winning. Um, I think there's no a, bad answer to this. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. I mean, before before she went down with injury, I would have liked Marika Kobashi maybe as like a out of left field pick. But I think it'd be cool to have the the 21st century born wrestler uh, win the title from her. I think that would have been very unexpected. Um, I think it's too soon for Maki Ito. Uh, I think the thing people should remember with Maki is she doesn't need the title. Yeah, she doesn't need to. She doesn't even need to win. She's like Saki. She doesn't. They don't need the belt. Neither one of them really do. Yeah, I think one of those would be my pick. I think uh, I would. I'd be okay with Nodoka Tenma, especially with her new character. So over. Um, I just don't want to be a foreigner. Uh, (laughs) Only so Nodoka was in. Uh, her costume was the featured costume in Weekly Pro this week. If anybody like can send me over that picture so I can figure out, I want to know like if if it's really inspired by Final Fantasy or whatever. I gotta know. Gotta know. I wouldn't mind like an invader gimmick either. That that could be cool, like a Mako or Mako someone. could win the title or something. You never yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, and then you can have you you can have you vanquish the invader and then do you you and Mako three since are you and me three I mean since they're one and one now so which I think that that was such an awesome match that I definitely want them to get back to that at some point but I think you have to have you have to end this reign before you can do it so but we'll see I, I mean I, I think she's gonna make it to one year as champion at least 
And then we'll see where it goes from there. But, Credit to her that she doesn't feel stale as champ. No, not not at all. In a company with that has so few options. So well. I mean, look, if I was going to be full fucking galaxy brain on this, I mean, maybe she's my wrestler of the year. Um, I think she's been fucking awesome all year. I have her high up on my most outstanding slash like we don't know wrestling or we don't know wrestling 100 type list. And she's like the MVP of her company. The, the company's like gotten to new heights this year in fan interest and she's been champion all year. I, I fucking might vote for her for the rest of the year, honestly. So, and she's had awesome matches all year long too. So I don't know. Maybe that's, re- maybe that's a reach voting for her for the rest of the year, but I, if that's never... what your heart feels, <laughs> go I'm, I'm never afraid to, to go galaxy brain on this show. As viewer, as listeners should know by now, I'm also viewers. You don't got no fucking viewers. But yeah, Miyu Yamashita having a great year. And I might just say fuck it and vote for her for the rest of the year. We'll see. Maybe I'll just vote for all the up up girls in a like a four way tie. Hell yeah. <laughs> or a four way tie the rest of the They're year. They're getting better. They are it's getting better. Early. They're getting better. Uh, I like Miyu. She's just beat the shit out of them in every match. Akari's <laughs> the best one. Akari, Akari is your pick for best one. She actually wanted to be a wrestler from when I remember. Mm-hmm. The up girls thing just kind of came along. Yeah, so. makes sense. All right, so I guess we should wrap it up. Uh, Jesse, thank you as always for coming on. Thanks for having me. And... Don't forget, of course, I should start saying this to every guest now, since we're coming up on the end of the year. Don't forget about your very prestigious Wrestling Omakase Awards ballot. I actually I went and- I'm just telling you right now, put Daisuke Sasaki down for everything if you want to. <laughs> I have I, I went award worst wrestler award best wrestler award match of the year, just everything. I went through and actually put and made made it a Google form this year, so for all of my all of my guests this year will get get to do it through a nice easy Google form. So those will start going out for people who are, are newer listeners. The Omakase Awards are like a closed panel basically of just the guests for twenty of the year twenty eighteen. Anyone who appeared on the show as a guest gets to vote so you basically get this this like it's like a mixture of like a bunch of voices of wrestling writers slash podcasters and then a bunch of like like me (laughs) a bunch of my other friends let's say um and i don't know i mean this year i can send chris charlton a ballot since he was on we'll see if he actually does it (laughs) he might be he might be too busy who the fuck knows um he can do it during intermission of a New Japan show. <laughs> I mean, look, I am... People on, last year will tell you I am an asshole with these ballots. Like, if you don't do my ballot, I will bug you and bug you and bug you to do it. We only we only had... I mean, my goal was 100% participation, and everyone except for one person participated. And it wasn't like this one person, by the way, was some, like, fucking big name that blew me off. It was just some guy, really, that didn't do it. So I'm not going to say who it was, but it wasn't... Wasn't some big name. It wasn't me. It wasn't. It was not you. You definitely voted. So anyone who's been an Omakase guest this year, you'll get your ballot, and please remember to vote. So look forward to that for the end of the year. The, the end of year award spectacular, and of course our year in review series is coming up too. That'll be coming up in November and December. Which you, if you again, if you weren't listening last year, we do a different 
like promotion or type of wrestling or something each week and go through the entire year and like pick best matches and best wrestlers to like help you with your awards, your, your own awards voting, whether you're voting in the observer awards or some other bullshit, whatever the fuck you vote in as a listener, we're going to help you with picks from every promotion and stuff you should watch to help you out. And I already lined up some cool guests for that. So it's going to be fun. I am not cool. Don't expect. Um, I was I was gonna ask you if you want to do the DDT one off air, but I, I don't know if you just declined. But with with that declaration, but I guess we'll say here's the we'll DDT leave. episode. Daisuke Sasaki. Yes, we'll we'll Ian, leave. We'll done. leave that open ended. And Polly, Polly and Sasaki went we'll off words. We'll leave that open ended. Uh, in the meantime, folks, I don't know what next week's episode is going to be. I haven't booked anything. I assume we're going to do something on King of Pro Wrestling, but who the fuck knows? In is the meantime, that coming up soon? That's, ne- that's next Monday. And we have no card at all, by the way. Or not next Monday. It's a week from... Oh, you're right. It's a week from this coming Monday. So I don't know what we're doing next week. I guess not I'm King not, of Pro Wrestling. You're talking to me like I even know the damn date for the show. No, I don't know I mean, the date for the show. Clearly I don't, clearly I don't either, apparently. I don't think but... we even have a main event yet. Well, they don't have anything. They have Kushida versus X in the junior title final. Kushida versus the winner of Osprey and um, and fucking Marty Scroll this week. That seems the like US the most title. least appealing match ever to me. What Osprey versus Marty Scroll? Yeah, uh, they had a good match this year at Scroll, the Marty Scroll <laughs> at the uh, at Sakura Genesis where Osprey almost died, but. I don't I don't like Mortgage Corp generally either. So but yes, we don't we don't have a card yet. So I don't know what next week's show is gonna be, folks. Maybe I'll do that draft champions thing. Maybe I'll just do whatever the fuck I feel like it. We'll figure it out. And I guess the week after that will be King of Pro Wrestling, since I don't know my dates apparently. But in the meantime, thank you all for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at WrestleOmakase. Wrestling would not fit. And DDT English, dramatic DDT, and there's a Spanish DDT account. If you're a Spanish speaker, I wanted to bring up this account. It's DDT Pro Fan ESP. All right. And they translate stuff into Spanish if you're a primarily Spanish speaker. Check that account out. That's pretty cool. I didn't even know about that. Jesse, do you want to plug your own Twitter? No. <laughs> I'm gonna put it in the description anyway. You might you might as well. No. Okay. So it'll be in the description, folks. You want to follow Jesse on Twitter. You don't want to follow me. If if she doesn't have you blocked, I guess you can find you'll be able to follow. Yeah, good luck with that one too. (laughs) (laughs) Um in the meantime, folks, thank you as always for listening, and we will see you next week.